This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. And away we go on this Tuesday afternoon. Welcome in to Gwyn and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scravey. Here with you for four hours here once again. Got a good lineup for you. Brent Sebleski to join us. Bleacher Report. Talk a little Super Bowl. We're getting closer and closer. Yeah. Every, every day uh, we have a little more media action. Scraby's a a day closer to coming up with excuses. Monday will be the day for that. The excuses are flowing. He is is backpedaling and tap dancing. Man, more than anybody I've seen in quite some time. He is trying to wiggle away his way out of this Thai food tin that's coming his way on Thursday. Yeah, he just doesn't understand that when he said that he could eat a Thai tin, that we all knew right away that it was cap. Cap. <laughs> we knew it was cap. <laughs> and if you don't know what that means, don't worry about it because I didn't know what it meant five minutes ago. But Chris just used Braden Soprano clued me in on it. All cap. He said, if it's cap, you're saying that you don't believe it. Yeah. So we'll see. Scraby, you got two days to get yourself ready. And there are ways that you can get yourself ready what to are some eat of those hot ways? food. I, I haven't, I don't know. I think drinking milk ahead of time is a, is a good your start. Yeah, Coach coating your stomach. your stomach. But I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, I know that the guy that used to be on, what was it, Man versus Food? Yes. And did a lot of those yes. uh, chicken Adam wing something. challenge. Yeah, Adam. Adam uh, something, he said. Yeah, Richmond, it was. Adam maybe? something. I don't remember his last name. Adam Richmond. Oh, I really Adam Richmond, okay. but he, uh, but he, you know, he did a lot of preparation before he would partake in those particular challenges. So, if I were you, Scraby, I would spend the next forty-eight hours finding out everything I can do to get myself ready to give myself the best chance to not turn Thursday into a complete health disaster for you. I, I think it has potential to be one quite, of the greatest segments in the history I, of this I show. Really do like, yeah. If we get to what four thirty. And he's still out of commission, and you're having to do the big five. Yeah. I just think that in itself. I think we should put an over-under on how long he'll be off the show (laughs) from the moment he tries the tie. With the uh, ten heat rating off, off the and show and can get back on and, and start contributing more, again. More so off the mic because I don't know he, he's got to stay within camera range. Yes, that's right. This whole that's part. a good point. So yes. you know what I love about this whole thing? <laughs> what do you love about it? You guys have ran with this into a direction that it never should have gone. See, in. this is part of the excuse making that I was talking about. I would also like to uh, know what time we talked about this yesterday because I can't remember for the life of me. So if you're on the chat, please let me know. I'm going to go back. I want to see because. 
Scraby is is doing his best to get out of this, and he wants to say that somehow Chris and I like tricked him into this. this, Tricked him into this. Yeah, I was on camera yesterday eating my ramen, sweating a little bit. Because it was a little bit spicy. That's right. So that was about an hour or so into the show, yes. if I recall. Yeah. So the subject then came up about Thai food. And Scraby, on his own, unsolicited, volunteered the fact that he had done a 10 before. That when he, because uh, we were talking about Thai food and, and it, I was trying to get a rating from Tony and he was like, that's like a two or a three. Right. Right. And Scraby goes, no, nah, when I go to Thai food, I get a 10. <laughs> that's exactly, that's exactly what you said. I love and that, that caught her attention. Okay. Anthony, I appreciate you giving me a time frame, but between four and five doesn't help. <laughs> well, just go back and listen to the four. four you, you want me to go listen to the whole hour right well, now, Chris? It, it was it was pretty early in the. I, I think okay. in terms of the the segment, I think it was early in the hour. So I'm gonna say it was three. Early three. I don't even know if I want to out whoever just texted, or I know who texted me. I don't know if I want to out them yet, so I might out them later. Um, Here's a couple of ideas for you, Scraby. I'm doing some research for you right now. I don't want your help. You well, need here our come, help, You man. need our help. Uh, how, and here's an article. It's, it's entitled, How to Prepare Yourself for the Burn. <laughs> and it's a picture of a guy getting ready to Wear eat some ghost chilies. Uh, number one, make sure your stomach isn't empty. So ah. that that you can do. That's I think. actually not easy though. Uh, number I don't two, eat much anymore. Well, you eat to. something on Thursday. I'm number not two, actually do this. Okay? Avoid surprises. I'm out. I don't think you have to worry about that because you know exactly what you're going to have to do. You're yeah. going to have to eat a ten Thai food, and then uh, gradually condition your palate. Mm. And this as is, this a, is and in parentheses they say, or simply medicate. Uh, that means taking antacids and other in- indigestion-related products, which can help the looming heartburn and acid reflux, which is about to take place. See, unfortunately... So some antacid. Uh, you want me to bring some Rolaids in for you? Real quick. Unfortunately, the antacids aren't going to help you when your whole mouth is on fire. That will The yeah. antacids will help you later after Maybe you've been so. able to swallow yeah. it and get it down. But Yeah, it is. It says to ramp up the dairy and experiment with temperatures. Yeah. This uh, is, this is a, again, this milk is or cream seems to be the most often utilized so- salad I'm glad you guys are wasting for hot sauce wounds. time on this. We're not wasting any time on this. This is going to be, we already discussed, this is going to be one of the greatest segments in the history of the show, so we're going to pour everything we have into it. I'm not doing it it unless you two take a bite. No, we didn't claim. We didn't claim. I'm not doing it unless you guys. So are you you officially backing out now? Uh, no, I'm trying to find this when no, this no, happens. No, so I, I just want to get listen. it on the regular right now. 206 no, I on know, Tuesday. I want to know what I said. And I will go. We told you we what, just no, told you what you said. I don't believe you guys because you guys have weird memories. When I go to Thai Chris food. I didn't know that Jim Callis was with MLB Pipeline yesterday. When, well, that's the producer's fault. I <laughs> know. Uh, on the sheet it said MLB Pipeline. But. No, you said you said when you go Thai food, you get a 10. Your words. That's what you said. And we're like, eh. That Sorry, sounds so, a little. Do, sounds do, a little cap. Sounds a lot of cap. They're a lot saying, of cap. They're saying it was at one forty-seven, but that doesn't make sense because we're not on it. the show at one. It couldn't have been at one forty-seven. No, that's true. That's true. Well, either way, I just want to do. Are, are you out? Are I you told back you I have out? to go listen to what I said, but I, if the, so, the if reason you, so you're that saying I'm, if you listen to what you said, it sounds no, like what we the said. The reason that I'm so frustrated <laughs> with you two is because you guys have taken this into this thing, and you're just like offering me up like I'm some. Some show pony. Or we certainly, we certainly don't care what happens to you. That is for sure. I would do it if you guys take a bite too. No, 
I, right. I, I told that, you, I it. only do three. That's the highest I go. I never close to. And I close and I do zero. And I and I was very clear about that. That I'm incredibly wimpy when it comes so, to hot food. So. Right, so oh, that was okay. I don't have a see, but I don't okay. have a problem admitting the truth. Right. You apparently Scrappy do. Have just a finished of telling myself, Braden, and Chris how much he had this dog in him. And now he is backpedaling out of his own words. Uh, yeah, and people, I guess, heard me saying that I'm going to show Braden I had this dog in me, which is true, because I would tell him, tell him that to his face. He was still in the well, door, basically. Well, you're, you're showing no dog right now. Well, I think it's because of the amount of people that are, like, piling on at this moment in time. Because you said what you said, Scrape. I'm trying. Okay. I, I, it was an hour and 47 minutes into the stream, not 147. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so okay. 347. Uh, yes. Boom. I'm Should be easy for, it. for you to yes, find it. I'd, right. li- I'd like to hear exactly what was said because it's just going to prove our point that you uh, – that you were ready. Uh, I'll, we'll let you figure out where that's at. At some point, we hope to get to hear it. So yeah, you can, I'm listening right we now. We can put it all out there and, and figure out what was said. Um, I thought that this was interesting. Obviously, we're getting closer and closer to the Super Bowl. Are we actually going to have to talk some sports now? We, we are going to ah, have to talk some right. sports. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the, the mayor of Las Vegas uh, kind of basically saying Oakland needs to find a way to stay in Oakland. And, oh, really? Uh, now the mayor doesn't want them to come. The mayor to of Las, Las Vegas. Vegas said this. Now I don't know if this is a wow. political thing or if she genuinely feels like I don't want this team here. But it is interesting that you're starting to, at least, seems like for the first time, starting to get some pushback from somebody yeah. other than the people. That's, of, that's of not a great sign. I mean, did, I, I don't even know that Los Angeles pushed back on the notion of having to take the Chargers. No, you know? I mean right. they. They, I don't know that LA has ever welcomed that franchise with open arms, but they certainly didn't push back on getting the Chargers. Yeah, I mean if Las Vegas is going to push back on this, that, that could be very interesting of a conundrum for uh, for um, who is the commissioner of baseball these days? Rob. Rob. Yeah, Manfred. that guy. Cohen Seager, I love you. <laughs> That guy. I got to tell you, people in Las Vegas, you're going to love See, if he did that in Vegas, it would make sense. Yeah, they would understand. Uh, But the mayor of of Las Vegas, Carolyn Goodman. Interesting. uh, She isn't exactly extending a a warm embrace. In fact, uh, she said the team's stadium plan, and quote, does not make sense, and that the A's ownership should go back to the drawing board and pitch a new plan in the Bay Area, and this is her, her exact quote, I personally think the A's have got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland and make their dream come true. Um, wow. Yeah, that's a pretty big... So other, the only thing she could have said more egregious than that is, we flat out do not want them. <laughs> now, I mean, she could have just said that, because that's basically what she was I'd saying. I'd be remiss if I didn't give you all of it. Now, she took to social media later... Okay. On Tuesday, right to add context to her comments, and said she was excited about the prospect of Major League Baseball in her city, though she didn't back off her statement that Oakland and the A's should try to make their relationship work in a perfect mm-hmm. world. She added, "Should that fail, Las Vegas has shown that it it is a spectacular market for Major League sports franchise." So, 
I, I don't know. She's she's not closing the door, and I don't know that she can close the door because I don't know that mayors have that kind of power anyway. Yeah, uh, well, but she has. Uh, she is quite, saying that they should try to make up here. It's quite the notion for the. Uh, I, I mean, if you're the, I I mean, I guess people like what is it, John Fisher, who's the owner of the yes. A's. I, yeah. I, I get the feeling that these people just don't run in the circle of the rest of us, like and actually <laughs> Absolutely care not. care what anybody else out there thinks of them. Because if John Fisher ever cared what anybody thought of him, he wouldn't act the way he does. But I mean, there's got to be at least a piece of him somewhere that's saying, you know, here I am trying to, you know, improve my franchise. At least in my mind, improve my franchise and the future. And the place I want to go doesn't even want me. Yeah, this says the A's ballpark is planned for a nine-acre parcel on the Las Vegas Strip. And Goodman said the congestion makes the site no less kidding. attractive than a larger site in yeah. North Las They've Vegas. They've already built the football stadium and the hockey arena right on the right. Las Vegas Strip. Yeah. So, I mean, as if it wasn't crowded enough before. And listen, I mean, then this is why I said I don't there, – There's 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 other things going on here. I mean – she had proposed a different plan in North Las Vegas where it's a little more open. So that may be why she's coming down so harsh yeah, right now. Maybe she's maybe she's plan, getting she's probably getting <laughs> she, yeah, she is a politician right, after all. Right, right. So she's probably got an angle somewhere along the line. An angle that will help make her some more money. Yeah. No no That's doubt normally about it. how they work. So yeah. just keep something to keep an eye on. Uh, other news in baseball, Clayton Kershaw is headed back to the Los Angeles Dodgers. I, There's I, another one off the board, not that yeah. we're surprised. <laughs> right. but I, I we had discussed how amazing it would be for Kershaw to come south for one year and, you know. Usually for that kind of thing to happen. And then pitch the game of his life against the Dodgers in the playoffs. Usually for something. a guy to, to, would have been to change stripes like that, Yeah, you, you just you usually have to be sp- Burned by the other side, right? And yeah, Kershaw there was no to, way Kershaw's nah. going to leave the Dodgers. It was either going to be L.A. or Texas, where he's where he's from, and yeah. he's so. going back. I mean, he cares about his legacy, and and again, certain guys, and I'm not saying that you know Cal or my dad was somebody he he watched, but there's only ha- a few of them. There's only a few that have been able to say they've played for one team right their entire career. Yeah. He'll, he'll he'll likely be one of those. Uh, Whenever it is that whenever it is that he does decide to hang it up, yeah. Well, look, I mean that was a that was a pipe dream. As a matter of fact, unfortunately, getting any you know name player, I think in Major League Baseball at this point is starting to become a pipe dream. I mean, you know, we have heard nothing about the Hassan Kim trade rumors, which were rampant a couple of weeks ago. It's been really quiet. Yeah, right? and without that. And without the ability to go out and spend thirteen or fourteen million dollars on a player, you know who's not even that good. I mean, I, I, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, exactly who the Padres are going to trot out there, you know, on opening day of spring training, just in terms of, you know, what guys are going to actually be competing for roles in the outfield. I mean, Jim Callis. If you didn't hear that interview yesterday, uh, whether he's from Baseball America or not. He was very informative and really kind of, you know, set the record straight, at least in terms of how he believes that the Padres really don't, uh, although they have some big name, you know, young players in the in the minor league system that eventually are going to be, you know, contributing. He doesn't really believe any of them other than perhaps Jackson Merrill are going to be able to contribute now. And so if, if they don't have guys contributing there and they're not going to get a free agent and they're not going to make a trade 
who actually are they going to put out there with Fernando Tatis Jr. and Jose Azokar in the outfield? Yeah. No, I, I mean, somebody's got to run out there. It's a fair question. Um, you got a guy like Michael A. Taylor that's still available. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think that is where you, you're probably you're, you're starting at right there. In terms I mean, of- Tommy Pham. I mean, I know Tommy Pham has said he's interested, but I don't think Tommy Pham's going to come for any less than $13 million, is he? I mean, Scraby's trying to make a my uh, Scraby's trying to you know scrape the bargain barrel and get Brandon Belt for five million. Oh yeah, I am. Unfortunately, Scraby never asked Brandon Belt about that. He just <laughs> he just you know assumes Brandon Belt would be thrilled million. to take well, five million. Said five million on hey, the spot Scrape, track. You, you are you are a resident. Um, oh gosh, uh, salary cap guy. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> how much is how much did Tommy make last year? Tommy Pham. Check that out. Check that out. I also found the audio from yesterday that we could play on the other side. Oh, so the but truth, let me just the truth this... is about to set somebody free. Yes, it will. It's uh, not going to set you free. <laughs> last year, he made $5 million. So, I mean, maybe. Or $6 million. Sorry, $6 million. Six million is all Tommy made last year, but he had a better than $6 million year, yeah, but I he only say. He only got older, though. You know, uh-huh. that, that does start to factor in. I don't, and I'm not I saying so. it has anything to do, because Tommy has proven that he is, especially when it comes to the later part of the year, he's a dude you want in your lineup. Yes, you do. Uh, but, you know, maybe that cost is... Maybe Tommy Pham and Jerkson Profar are going to all both wind up back here. I mean, in, in that, that ways, just seems to be the the only thing that really makes sense on all sides, looking in, from all angles. In some ways, maybe that's what the Padres were hoping the whole time, is that the market would come back to them, well, and they wouldn't have to spend a ton of money to get a quality player. You get a guy like Tommy Pham to plug in left field, I don't think that's all all that bad, personally. No, I, I, it wouldn't be bad at all. Yeah. I mean, I'd be thrilled to have him right now. And at that price, I think that might be workable. Well, let's, we're all going to find out, hopefully, in the next coming. I mean, in, in the next two and a half weeks, something has to happen. We can't something just keep coming happen. in here for the next three weeks straight with <laughs> no news. Because eventually the Padres have to you know, make something work. All right, let's, uh, let's get to break. When we come back, the truth will set Scraby free, maybe. Plus, um, there was something else I wanted to talk about. Ruben Niebla was on the morning show today. Ruben, was that where you right. wanted to go? Yes. The Whisperer yes. was on yes. the, the whisper. pitching whisperer. <laughs> was on the uh, on, on the, show, the, the morning show with yes, Ben and Woods. Yes, that very so. popular morning show, Ben and Woods. We will. Uh, yeah, they were ranked number sixteen best morning show according to Barrett Sports Media. So, congrats, surprise. guys! Not congrats. Surprise. Congratulations! They're ranked guys. number sixteen in the nation. In now? the nation, yeah. So all of a sudden, Ben and Woods are higher ranked than the Aztecs. <laughs> <laughs> That's a <laughs> way to look at it. These AP voters just don't seem to know what in the world. Let's get to break. Work with Chris on the other side. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? Nerd Wallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. All right, we're definitely going to talk some sports today because that's what we do on this show. But uh, we have much more uh, important matters at hand before we get to stuff like tonight's Aztec basketball game. Aztec's playing at Air Force this evening, 7.30 start. I got to say, Tony, we were talking about it the other day, how there was no football Sunday, first time since August. And, you know, what are we going to do and what's going to get us through the next couple of months until the Padres get going? And once again, the Aztecs are the answer to that question. I yeah. mean, Brian Dutcher, that team, Steve Fisher before him, they have given us, what now, 15 years of great theater, you know, to enjoy during the down months of February and, you know, now March. I mean, we can't wait for March Madness again. I mean, listen, last year, you know, usually in a in a typical year, yeah. Aztecs would get us through about mid-March. Early to mid-March. And then, yeah, you They know, got us all the way to April got, last year. I was year. doing regular season games when they, you when were, they doing were still the playing. Game. That, that's still <laughs> one of my favorite moments of the entire year when the uh, when Butler hit the shot and ESPN showed the highlight package and you were included in the highlight package cheering in the booth. Yeah, that was fun. And Bud Black was down in the dugout and he was celebrating. That was an awesome... I mean, it was an awesome moment. No matter what, but that added to how great it was. But yeah, I mean, I I just really look forward to watching the game tonight, you know. And I mean, they're having they went to the NCAA final last year, and I've said this before: if they would have gone ten and fifteen this year, I wouldn't have not I would have been disappointed, but I wouldn't have been mad. Right? I mean, they did so much last year, but they're not ten and they're sixteen and five or something, or seventeen and three. I don't know what their official. I know they're six and three in the they're conference. They're doing things good programs do. That's right. They're coming right back with another great year, and uh, we'll see how they do tonight against Air Force. But uh, we will get to that. We'll get to some uh, stuff that Ruben Niebla had to say on the morning show today, uh, on with uh, the very powerful duo of Ben and Woods. But uh, before we get to that, uh, Scraby was able to track down our exchange yesterday concerning the eating of hot food, or at least the ordering now, is this, of hot, spicy food. Is this our exchange, or is this just your words? This is just me, because it's too, too it's long to It's a little to too lengthy here, to here's, set up. Here's, right. the, here's the thing. Set is, it up. W- but while Tony... 
Okay, let me start that over. I obviously am um, looking at my future right now. Um, the So we went into Padre's Pen Pals, and Tony started eating his noodles, and I brought up on the air that if you want to see Tony sweat, you should go to the YouTube yes, channel. You, that's right. So you, you actually the one initiated who, You set, set this whole thing in motion. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Didn't realize that's how it went, but... Yeah, and then you were kind of giving. I think you were kind of giving Tony a hard time was, because he was said, sweating yeah, profusely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and we determined that the spice level of his yeah was about a Thai two, noodles was a, was a two or a three, and Scraby thought he would you know stick the knife in a little further. He's a he was trying to one up right here. He's yes, a one up, and boy did he get himself in trouble. I'm a when I go to like a Thai food place and they ask you for your spicy level, I say ten. What? Yeah. Stop. <laughs> that seemed to get Tony's attention yesterday. <laughs> yes, yeah. I tell them a ten. <laughs> so now, now you know what, Tony. Let's be. Let's just be quiet. Stay away from the mics. I'm a, when let's I go to like a Thai food place and they ask you for your spicy level, I say ten. Okay. What? Yeah. yeah. So now, what I want to know, I'm going to give you the give you the floor. You have two minutes before uh... the break. Go ahead, my friend. Wiggle your way out of this one. There's no wiggling. <laughs> I Even I can't find out a, a way out of this one. You can tell how surprised I was that you said 10. What? Now, here's what I will say, truthfully, mm-hmm. is that I had no idea there was a difference between an American 10 and a Thai 10. And here's well, what I we have don't to say. even know yeah. exactly let, what that's let, all about. Chris and I were discussing this. I'd never heard of that. I'd never heard of an American We don't know tin. what that's all about. I just some... knew that the tin that they were offering at the Thai restaurant uh, you're was not something eating. I didn't want to approach. That's right. And I didn't. I, I honestly did not know there was two separate things. Well, I don't know that there, there are, is, yeah. but it doesn't really matter because you're in a situation yeah. now where on Thursday you are uh, committed to stopping on the way in and ordering some Thai food and asking for a tin. Now, the only thing that we're concerned about is because well because we should be concerned about your safety but we're not. Oh, what it's we're like con- the NFL. No, one no cares. we're not. <laughs> what we're concerned about is that the restaurant you go to may not even be willing to give you a ten. Because we had people you called or you know chimed in yesterday and said they won't just give you a ten. I yeah. mean you've got to like sign away your. You know your life to That's get a true. ten. That's true. I'm going to so be, that might be the one thing that gets you out. Be asking around places, trying to find a place that won't serve that a ten. Will serve you a ten? <laughs> Why don't <laughs> no, I? No, he's going to try to find one that won't serve him. <laughs> Why don't I get an American ten? No, no, no. Because that's that's, that's, that's not, what I was talking but about. That, but remember, you were poking fun at me in my sweat yesterday because I said it was a three. Right. So we need to now see you raise the level to what. You, you said you go. I to like a how t- you guys are signing me up for stuff I didn't say. I never said I could do a Thai ten. I said I ordered American. We, first 10. of all, we didn't know there was a difference until none of us, uh-huh. all three of us, didn't know there was. Well, a difference. Well, you guys are forcing me to eat the one that I didn't even know That's, existed. We weren't playing around with the Thai three, the American threes. We were playing around with the Thai three. I will eat an American ten. <laughs> what is that? Nobody well, even knows we're gonna it have exists. To, you know, I wish we st- back in the day on uh, sports talk or any talk radio. Uh, they they don't allow this anymore, but we you used to be able to just make a cold call. Oh yeah, on the show, so we could have you dial a Thai restaurant. No, that's too much work, <laughs> and try to figure out 
what this is all about. Is right. there an American 10? Is there a Thai 10? Is there a difference? I'm being so told we can all the find out. There is a difference. They use different chilies. Hmm. Hmm. Well, so I'm going to order order American 10 because that's what I'm talking you've about. You've wiggled your way out of this one. I No, I didn't wiggle my way out of anything. Yeah, you did. If I would have said, well, I order Thai 10s doing... all the time. Well, you don't even know what it, you you didn't didn't know know what it was existed. at the time. You claimed to eat a 10. I don't believe you ordered a Thai, an American 10 the first time. I I can almost guarantee you almost. I did as a drunk. See, that's the there is therein lies part of the issue. Is you really don't even remember what you ordered. I don't. You could have ordered a two. Oh no, I ordered a ten because I was that idiot guy who thought he was all cool. It was like, yeah, give me the yeah, 10. just like you did yesterday when you <laughs> claimed to eat a ten. All right, we need to go to break. You walked right into that, Mister Cool. To go to break. <laughs> all right, we've got Brent Sebleski coming up. Uh, the Super Bowl, if you're not aware, is coming up on Sunday. You can hear the game right here on ninety-seven three. The fan. I believe the Chiefs are playing the 49ers. They had media day or media night last night. Uh, Brent Sebleski, Bleacher Report, our ace football guy, is going to join us with some thoughts on Super Bowl 58. Also, some of the coaching changes that have been made around the NFL. Who did well, who didn't? We'll find out when we return on Gwen and Chris. 2.38 on the clock, Tony Gwynn Jr. Chris Sello, Matt Scraby. I should tell everybody what I was doing during the break. My man, Chris Ella, who... <laughs> let me tell you how invested he is in this whole idea of Scraby uh, having to eat some a 10 tie, or a tie 10. He actually got on the phone in between, uh, uh, during the break. Yeah. Called a Thai restaurant. I mean, got the whole breakdown. First, he wanted, breakdown. he wanted to know the scale. Was it, was it between 1 and 10? We thought we knew. We were pretty much... On point with that. It was indeed a scale of one to ten. It was a very annoying phone call. He then asked, um, clarified that ten's the spiciest. We got that on record as well. Then he proceeded to ask about the Thai ten and the American ten. Is there a difference? Yes. Is there such a thing as those two? The gentleman on the the other line said, yes, there's definitely a difference. That particular Thai restaurant only does Thai. Right. So, so there's that'll no be American the restaurant 10. we're going to. That's the restaurant <laughs> we will be picking yes. uh, moving forward. We'll, we'll come Thursday. Scraby got to listen in on the conversation. The next question that I thought was kind of hilarious. He asked uh, how many people order it. The gentleman said there's one guy uh, who ordered it yesterday. <laughs> Chris's response was, did he survive? <laughs> Legitimately was Chris's response. <laughs> and, the guy, and the gentleman said, yes. He survived. So, all good news. It's doable. Evidently doable. We got a restaurant that's tied 10. We're doing it on Thursday. Now, let's get to our NFL guest. Brett Sebleski joins us. <laughs> Bleacher Report. Brett. Brett, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Had a nice sunny week in Alabama last week for the Senior Bowl. Now, here comes the Super Bowl. Gentlemen, this is the best time of the year. Yeah, we, yeah. we know you are very fond of this time of year. And, uh, kudos to you for getting some sunshine in Alabama because we're getting none of it right now here in California. <laughs> uh, but let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. We are finally getting closer and closer. We're less than a week away. Um, let's start with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he he's six straight AFC championship games. Um, he's going to another Super Bowl. He's already won two of these. I mean, at this point, has there been anybody in their first, what, seven, eight years of his career had a better seven or eight than he has to start his career? 
That's a great way to frame it because I think when you look at the argument, and I've seen it online, and I think it's a great way to look at it overall. When you are discussing greatest of all time, you're looking for at one length of career, mm -hmm. right? When we're talking about that, it's obviously Tom Brady. Are you looking at peak? Who is the best at their very best? And at this juncture, it's difficult to argue anyone against Patrick Mahomes and what he has done. And I think it's really interesting because those two careers overlapped, right? And so you get this delineation point where Tom Brady was the end of what we would essentially look at as the old guard. And then you have Mahomes, who has revolutionized the way we look at the position today. And I think that's an important part of the conversation because with Patrick Mahomes, it's not just about winning, and it's not just about doing it the right way and putting up huge numbers. He legitimately has morphed what we've looked at at the quarterback position and changed it completely. How much importance we place on the emphasis with disassociation from upper body, lower body, being able to throw from multiple arm angles, how to work outside of structure, how to work from uh, through your second and third windows and create plays. And that's what we is now the standard. So that, to me, is really the indication of what we see with Mahomes at his peak is probably the best ever with the opportunity to become the actual greatest of all time. Brent, you know, when I look at this game and I look at Mahomes, I mean, I try to figure out a way to beat him. I mean, I, you know, I mean, you, if you're going to pick the 49ers to win, then you got to figure out a way that they can beat Patrick Mahomes. And I'm going through, you know, his playoff log, and I mean, it's unbelievable. He's 14 and three. Two of the losses were to Tom Brady. One was to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But when the Chiefs don't drop the football, at least looking back on this season, it seems like they're almost impossible to stop unless you can get a pass rush on him. And when I go back to the Tampa Bay mm -hmm. Super Bowl that they got blitzed by the Bucks, Tampa Bay terrorized him. Yeah, they, they tore did. up Kansas City's offensive line, and he couldn't do anything, and no quarterback can under those circumstances. It's the same way Brady used to lose once in a, in a blue moon. You know, when the Giants could get to him with a four-man rush, they were able to beat him in two Super Bowls. So the question is, can the 49ers do something like that to Mahomes? I do believe so, and you know, before coming on the show, I still wasn't sure who I wanted to pick for this game. You know, Bleach Report, we have yet to sit down and put and, and enter our selections for this game, who we're picking as, you know, through multiple different analysts that work for the company. And I was kind of just agonizing over it to a degree because I agree with you. And I even wrote it last week when they were facing uh, the Baltimore Ravens. It's like, how do you bet against Patrick Mahomes, yeah. right? How do you do that? Then you have to start thinking logically on where those potential holes may be. You mentioned one, and rightly so. Again, you get that correlation between Brady and the Buccaneers and the way they attacked uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And what we saw at that time was the Chiefs didn't have enough talent in the trenches to protect Patrick Mahomes. And if you guys remember going into that offseason, they completely revamped yeah. their offensive line. Like four-fifths of their starting offensive line changed that offseason with multiple investments not only in free agency – but also through the draft, and that's where they got guys like Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith who have been absolutely spectacular. With that said, I think one of the major keys in this in this contest is the fact that Joe Tooney is almost certainly out, and he is their best offensive lineman. And so what, because of that pectoral injury, now the San Francisco 49ers, you're going to attack that interior. You may not attack necessarily Creed Humphrey or, 
or Trey Smith, but you got have guys like Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave who can create pressure to collapse the pocket. And the weakness for Kansas City's protection tends to be the offensive tackles. So if you can collapse the pocket, now you have Bosa, right? You have Chase Young screaming off the edges that can make life difficult for Patrick Mahomes. And that, to me, is really one of the two major matchups, I think, that will define this game, the other being San Francisco's run game. Brett Sebleski joins us here. Bleacher Report here on Gwen and Chris, 245 on the clock. And, Brent, one of the things that I want to move away from the Super Bowl for a sec because I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like there's been a lot more conversation about coordinators this offseason than I can remember. Um, like headlining uh, some of these in some of these situations. <laughs> I want to start with the commander's new offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury. They move uh, who was with the, who had agreed, seemed like he agreed to be the Raiders offensive coordinator. That didn't end up working out. What, what's been your take on a lot of the movement with the coordinators this offseason? Well, I think a lot of it is regurgitation of what we've already seen, right? <laughs> in a lot of instances, these are coordinators that were coordinators elsewhere that either through a failed head coach or failed system no longer had a job and just moved to another one. So it's a bit of rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic mm-hmm. when it comes to some of these positions. And you have someone like Cliff Kingsbury who obviously was a head coach with the Arizona Cardinals, but he was also the play caller and, and ultimately failed in both duties and was found uh, wanting in Arizona moved on. See, the thing that's interesting to me with Cliff Kingsbury, and it was interesting – not just with Washington, but also when we originally had the reports of him going to Las Vegas, his plight seems very simple to me. He is trying to position himself in the best way possible to become an NFL head coach again, right? That is the way that we feel that he's going to really set himself up. That's why you would go to the Oakland Raiders where you had control of the offense without Antonio Pierce really interfering. And the same is applicable now that he's in Washington. Here's Mm -hmm. the big difference. Washington owns a second overall yeah. draft pick, and that gets you a franchise, well, a quote-unquote quote franchise quarterback in this year's NFL draft, whereas the Raiders are outside of the top ten. So that's a major difference. And if you have aspirations of being there one or two years and moving on and hopefully uh, obtaining another head coaching position, which clearly seems the plight here, yeah. then you want to work with, with the most talented quarterback you possibly can. And that's why uh, those negotiations, quote-unquote, fell apart at the last minute. <laughs> it, it, it probably, but overall – It probably helps yeah, to have a guy that he just finished working pretty close with in Caleb Williams around that area somewhere. Yeah, it's it's fascinating because, uh, you know, uh, guys, you, you know I work with the uh, Bleach Sports Scouting Department – uh, we study the draft year-round. We have multiple guys on staff that breaks down time. We don't even have Caleb as QB1, um, and we don't have uh, either quarterback as the number one overall prospect. So while, yes, we have them rated as top five talents, we're treating him in a manner that's odd to me in certain ways. Like, mm. Kingsbury has to get Caleb Williams. He's this quote-unquote top-end talent. I don't see it in the same way. I think he would be just as – uh, just as preferable to land someone like Drake, or excuse, yeah, Drake May, or even Jaden Daniels, and they would be well off, very talented j- kids. And I understand that there's the history there between those two, and the fit would be fantastic. So I can't argue that. But I don't think that's the that's the only end game for mm-hmm. Washington here. That they they have the opportunity just to stand pat and see which one's available to them, or if they prefer one. 
I, why don't you flip with Chicago and, and give Chicago a little something right. on the side so that they can get their quarterback still and add an asset. Brent Sabluski from Bleacher Report. I, the one thing I was so impressed with you, Brent, and I am always am, but you, you previewed the championship games, and the one thing you told uh, Tony and I was that the Detroit Lions had the best offensive line of any of the teams left in the postseason, and they went out and proved it yeah, against the 49ers. And, and I know it didn't win them the game, but they really controlled the line of scrimmage. Now I want to know, can the 49ers' offensive line give them the running game they're going to need to keep Mahomes off the field, keep you know Brock Purdy upright back there, and let him do what he does? I mean, this notion that this guy's a game manager, I guess there's some people still hanging on to that theory. But he <laughs> seems to be proving you know, week in, week out, if you give the guy some time, he's got the weapons. 49ers are going to score some points, even against a really good KC defense. Well, let me squash something real quick. Every quarterback's a game manager if, if the play caller is doing his job correctly, right? You're operating within the offensive scheme as designed for you. So that's the whole point of playing the position. I think it's totally overblown when we look at Brock Purdy. Now, what I think is a bigger question is the experience comparatively when you're going against a Patrick Mahomes and being in, at this stage, and he's only in his second year. And not fully mentioned, as we mentioned before, that with they missed most of the offseason with that elbow injury. So I think that's a legitimate question, not necessarily whether he does has the talent or if he's just a game manager. To me, that's all overblown. Now, I did allude to this earlier that the second part of why I think San Francisco has a legitimate chances in this contest is their run game. And I'm not going to take credit for this, that I believe it was Mina Kimes that threw it out there today. So I fully kudos to her and uh, the research department over on the ESPN side of things. But when you look at the one statistic that blew my mind is obviously the San Francisco 49ers are the number one zone rushing team in the NFL. That's that, that goes without saying it's the Shanahan offense. It's been that way since the mid nineties and since Mike Shanahan developed the system. Now with that said, here's the important part. Kansas city's 31st in the NFL defending zone runs. Okay. So when you have that offensive line as it's currently constructed, plus you will start adding ancillary pieces like George Kittle blocking on the edges. If San Francisco finds themselves in a position where they can get up early, if, if that means taking the ball by winning the coin flip and establishing that run to get points so you're not chasing Patrick Mahomes, that's when you are at a specific advantage over the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs have the number two rated defense overall because they are weak in that specific area against zone, uh, zone rushing attack against uh, when they're playing base defense against when you have 12 personnel out there with multiple tight ends. And so that's where San Francisco's strengths are. And you start factoring Christian McCaffrey and just how naturally gifted he is. So to me, and I feel like I'm talking myself into the 49ers as we're having this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You you brought him up, Brent, about Christian McCaffrey. And and for this, this may seem crazy, but bear with me here. He seems to be less talked about now that he's in San Francisco, that he was in Carolina. And I don't know if that's because we're every week we're talking about Brock Purdy and if he's a game manager or not or what the, the sense is, but Christian McCaffrey is the most important player, I think, on the San Francisco 49ers. And I would assume it's going to have to have a big day in order for the, for the 49ers to win this game. I agree 100%. <clears throat> Excuse me, I apologize. Um, the stat that kind of just blows my mind this year is I know 
obviously running backs as a whole have been devalued. And I understand the game is now a pass-first NFL. That's the way we look at it. It's the way it's played. That's what we want. We want scores, you know, high-flying offenses. But still, the fact that Christian McCaffrey was the only running back in the NFL, the only running back in the NFL to run for more than 1,200 yards this year is flabbergasting. I mean, guys, I know you're you're, you're a little older like me. You remember <laughs> all the 2,000-yard backs and, you know, Barry and Terrell Davis yeah. and all those guys, but not, not on, even going back further with even those workhorses like Eric Dickerson and Marcus Allen. And now we have one, only one in the NFL. And what makes McCaffrey truly special is not only is he that the best pure runner in the NFL, but he's also one of the best, he's arguably the best receiver out of the yeah. backfield. Yeah. So you can use him in such a manner to vary the offense in a way to where he is totally dynamic, but also complementary to everything they have on offense, whether we're talking about George Kittle as a primary weapon, as a receiver, and not just as an, a, a, blocker, a blocker at the end of the line of scrimmage. You have Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk who, uh, him and Debo Samuel, who are so dynamic with the ball in their hands that you can use them in a multitude of different ways, not just as receivers, but on motion uh, uh, jet sweeps and things of the like in screens. So to me, Kyle Shanahan being able to have that ball early and getting up early will be the absolute critical key to what San Francisco does through the entire contest. And it will rely on Christian McCaffrey being the focal point. Yeah, no no doubt about it. Well, Brent, we're, we're looking forward to it. Can't wait for Super Bowl say, Sunday. Brent, that was a nice try. You almost got me leaning to the 49ers, but, <laughs> you know. Hey, hey. We we all know when you're betting out there, logic never actually applies. So just do the opposite of what I say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Fair know enough. about that, man. You're pretty smart. You, so you we'll definitely see. got us leaning a little bit. Yeah. We appreciate your time, though, Brent. Thank you, man. Thanks, Brent. Enjoy the game. Right, you guys, I hope everyone else out there listening enjoys as well. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Brent Zableski, Bleacher Report on Gwen and Chris. He did. He put together a nice case for the Niners. Yeah, he's making it tough to pick, you know, the Chiefs after the, the zone running game right. and everything. 31st. But, I mean, the, the, I, well, I was just going to say, I fell for that in the Raven game yeah. because I thought the yeah. Ravens yeah. would blow the Chiefs off the line of scrimmage. Never happened. And it wasn't like the Chiefs stopped and the Ravens just never tried it. So i got to believe the 49ers will have a better game plan than Baltimore did. I really like that principle. I'm sure you do after that. You're going to like that tight 10, though, on Thursday. I know that. <laughs> We're back to that. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> You guys are more excited about me dying. <laughs> That's our Super Bowl Thursday. We've ever hey, done. look, our team is in the Super Bowl. Yeah, our team's not in the Super Bowl, Scraby, so that's going to be our Super Bowl Thursday. <laughs> I'm working with Chris on the other side. Daily Gambit on the way. Heading into the 3 o'clock hour, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, together in our Odyssey Palace Studios. Rainy Tuesday, as it were. Be careful out there. Take your time. We'll get you home safely here on 97.3. The Fan Aztecs take on Air Force tonight. We'll uh, take a little closer look at that ball game later on in this half hour. Also coming up on the show today, Chris's Fantabulous Sports Game Show returns. And uh, it is a rare, fantabulous game show in which Matt Scraby is the reigning champion. We'll see if he can make it back-to-back. Champ is here. Yeah, we'll find out uh, how he does uh, in the Fantabulous Sports Game Show coming up in a little while as well. Uh, Happy birthday out there goes to none other than... My dad. Yeah? Yes. Well, let's um, definitely wish happy birthday (laughs) to your dad. That didn't go where Chris was thinking That wasn't what I was thinking, but yeah. What's your dad's first name? 
Tom. 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 Happy, Happy birthday. birthday to you, Tom. Tom Scraby. Tom Scraby. Should I tell everybody how old he is? Sure. 63 years 63 young. 63 years young. young. Outstanding. Yeah. Knew where uh, you were going, Chris. Tom Scraby, you uh, share a birthday with the Bambino. Oh. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth would be 129 years old today. Oh, he he totally yeah, could have lived that yeah, long. Yeah, if with he didn't his eat lifestyle. all those hot dogs and <laughs> drink all that beer and chase and all those cigars women. and yeah, all of that. The Babe, February 6th, born in 1895. If you can believe that. All right. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> that is pretty crazy. That is kind of crazy. I didn't crazy. know that. February I mean, 6th, huh? Yeah. Ronald Reagan also wow. celebrated his birthday on February the 6th. So your dad shares with a couple of very famous names. Uh, well, here's a bit of good news for you, Scraby, as if you need more Mm-mm. on the 49ers. Uh, the Madden NFL 24 sim Saw this. has played its uh, yearly Super Bowl matchup. And the winner? The Chiefs. <laughs> now they beat the 49ers 30 to 28 they in the, picked the wrong winner the last three years that is the good news oh, right yeah. there three yes, years there, yeah. madden has missed it three straight years the last time madden got it right chiefs over 49ers four yeah, years so ago so that kind of wipes out your advantage <laughs> don't be playing, too happy there buddy i was don't playing madden happy. against some kid last night it was a super bowl matchup they chose the chiefs obviously i chose the 49ers uh-huh I got crushed. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, crushed. who did you play? How does see? I don't. I played that some kid online. That's a nine-year-old child that was yeah, just that was way better. Than you know what I don't get about Madden is like I run the defenses. I actually pay attention to my play calling because they're so good at picking me apart. Yeah. So does everybody else, though. But I didn't know there's like you have to pre-snap move everybody. Yeah, you have to man up things. You have to turn on different options yeah. on the play. That's calling why screen. I stopped playing Madden. It's just too much. You got to like. It's too realistic. And it, I don't want to like have to match up the motion that's coming across. I just want to call a defense. Yeah. Maybe bump and run. Yeah. That's as far as I go. I hate when I throw it deep too and they just run right ahead with their corner. Like no corner's ever just gonna sprint to the spot that's on the field and <laughs> intercept the ball. It's really annoying. Sorry, Chris. That's okay. I I it I sounds just, like it you're doesn't not very compete good to me. This. How do you like so when you sign on to Madden? How do you find somebody I go and to I, play against? It just matches me with whoever's yeah. waiting. There's so like a whole a server queue, yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah that, it usually says like 600,000 oh, online and wow. 50,000 looking for looking a game. Looking for a game. Yeah. Well, all right. I will say that I, every now and again, here's my nerdy life. I go on to my uh, spades website. Spades. Oh. <laughs> I play spades. Card game. Card I, spades. I don't think that's nerdy at and all. You can, just... find, you can find people to play against at any time. Oh, so you, you play online. Play online. You ever go you... to people's houses and play spades? I don't know enough people who play spades. <laughs> so I have to play online. I can hook you up with some folks. I know Do a lot of people play spades. Yeah. It gets... Well, it gets Underground spades? I feel I'm pretty good. I'm not trying to say that I would order a 10 Thai food. Okay. <laughs> good. But I think I'm pretty good at spades. I play quite a bit of it, and I learned the game playing with the likes of your dad oh, back okay. in the so, baseball yeah, you, you already know. <laughs> so I know. I mean, your dad played. Uh, we used to play it endlessly back in the day. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, the Daily Gambit. Enough of this. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh, winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! 
If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. All right, The Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Everybody, please gamble responsibly. Uh, we made some bets last night. I'll get into those, and then I'll tell you about the bets. Uh, we have our continuing series of Super Bowl prop bets. But the first game we bet on, Lakers, 12-point favorites against the Charlotte Hornets. Tony went no action once again. Chris went Charlotte. I went Lakers. I shouldn't have gone Lakers. They won, but they only won by six points. I think... We may be on to something with my no You're bets. not going to bet another I, I, Laker game the rest of the season. He's not. Three in he's a row not. right there. They've won every game that you've declined action. Yes, that no is true. No action for me with the Lakers. By the way, I mean, I, I like to, you know, get on Anthony Davis. He's not one of my favorites. But when he has a game like that last night, Woo. you got to give him his props. I mean, it was 25, 20, and 15 50. blocks or something. Yeah. I mean, it was he ridiculous. Stupid, stupid game. I mean, when he has games like that, I don't know, you're a fan. Do you get frustrated when you see him play like that, that he doesn't play closer to that more often? Here's the thing, is is I've I've learned that a good game for Anthony Davis is him controlling the defensive end. Whatever his numbers actually look like, I think are less important. Okay. Um, if, he, if he gets you uh, one of those games where he's like 14... Eight, but he's got like six blocks. Yeah, that's a, that's a that winning works performance because it just it it changes how the Lakers can play if he is anchoring the defense. So yeah. I'm less worried about him scoring, more worried about him anchoring the defense because when he does that, the Lakers, as we saw last year, are really really tough. Yeah, uh, he was dominant last night for sure. All right, the next bet that we made would be Luka Doncic over under 34.5 points scored in the game. What did Luka do? Nothing. You guys both went over, I went under. He had 19 points. Yeah, he took a night off in the scoring department. 19. Yeah. We have a Bay Area fan in the chat, Balsamic Vinny, that wants you guys to acknowledge that the Warriors won last night. Because we're not going to talk about them. So I well, they you, don't win very often anymore. You just so go acknowledge ahead. You can acknowledge it. Yeah, you just of course. Of course. Shout out good, to the Warriors. Good win. Good win for them. Kawhi Leonard over under 26.5 points last night. You guys both went over on that one. I went under, and I was wrong. He had 36. Big night for Kawhi, and the Clippers are just rolling along. I, I don't s- know that anybody can beat them in the West. I mean, right now, certainly, you know, Minnesota and Oak City and Denver and the Lakers are Certainly viable contenders. Lakers but have got good have records to... against those teams. They got bad records against the rest of them. Yeah, the Clippers. Have been <laughs> you know, uh, I heard. Fire. I heard. Uh, it might have been Kendra Perkins say, "We were watching them with Kawhi as it pertains to Kawhi Leonard. We were watching the modern day Michael Jordan in the triangle. Like that's how effective." He is in the offense that the Clippers are running. You remember, Michael, it was like clockwork. They, they run him from one uh, elbow to, to the other elbow. He'd post up. He could kick out. There's just a lot of things he could do. That's basically what you're seeing from Kawhi right now. He's been healthy, too, which I think is probably the most important piece of that. You know, we don't ever discuss Kawhi Leonard as one of the greatest NBA players of all time. If he wins a third championship and a third MVP with a third different team... And who can say they've ever done that? Uh, we remember before the 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 knee injury, 
We were talking about him like that. My After he came good. back from the knee injury and went to Toronto and won a championship, we were talking about him I mean, like it's that. amazing. I mean, Jordan can't say that, right? Yeah. I mean, Larry Bird can't say that. Magic, none of the, nobody can. Kareem, I think. He won one with the Bucks and the Lakers. But, I mean, if, if uh, Kawhi Leonard won one with uh, Toronto and San Diego with the, the Clippers of all teams... You'd have to really put that's him up That's the there. only thing that's stopping him, honestly. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> that he they still the Clippers. say Clippers on that jersey. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't change that. Yeah. Oh, poor Clippers fans. They just want some love. Come they on, do. guys. I'm Come sad. On. I, it, it was so such long, low-hanging fruit here. I had to, <laughs> yeah. I had to grab it. Uh, Kansas at Kansas State last night. Kansas, four-point favorites on the road. Chris and Tony said Kansas State. Chris might be onto something with these ranked teams playing on the road against non-ranked teams. Kansas State won 75-70. It's a thriller. Yeah. I mean, every night these ranked teams go down on the road. Um, they don't drop, though, like the Aztecs do. No, Kansas was number four. They'll be number three next week. <laughs> then the yeah, final they, bet. They drop the opposite way. Yeah. Final bet, Rangers, minus one and a half on the puck line against the Avalanche. And you guys chose the Avalanche. I chose the Rangers. Rangers did not do me well because I shouldn't have said do me well. That's not English. Rangers, two to one. Two to one. Did not cover. Don't so the, Do me well. Uh, the totals from last night, Tony was three and one. I was four and one. Tony had the no action Sorry, on the Laker game. I couldn't do it. Now, Scraby gets off to a bad start this week. One and four for you, Lester. That's the real Scraby. Please stand up. All right. Uh, you want to do your Super no. Bowl props? Yes. This hour is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Now, first one is Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. His over-under on passing yards, 261.5, according to the odds that I saw on Sunday. Uh, 261 and a half. Chris said over. I said over. Tony surprisingly went under here. I'm okay. surprised. Why Why did you do that? 261, that's a lot of yards, man. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the explanation. Against, against the 40, 49ers, I mean, as, as much as I dogged the 49ers, they got a good defense. It's just, you know, I'm just saying, they're not, they're not slouches. Okay. That was a great explanation. Well, Brock Purdy passing yards over under 245 and a half. Chris and Tony went under. I went over. See, same, he's going under too. I have a stat to support this one. Okay. Chiefs only allowed four of 19 passers so far this year to go over their prop total. Oh, that's, so that's some really, research that's for you. Really that's good number right good there. Very few people went over against the Chiefs this year. I think this game too is going to be so we'll it, see. by both teams is going to want to be want to hand the ball. Doesn't off a guarantee bit. that you'll win that bet, but at least you'll have some knowledge. You if feel you good about bet. betting, making yes, that bet. You would have some knowledge. Rasheed Rice receiving yards over under sixty seven and a half. Chris and I went over. Tony went under. Well, he's got to yeah. keep with his Patrick Mahomes under. As long so. as he picks on that uh, number twenty, he'll uh, he'll get over. Uh, you mean Thomas? <laughs> Whoever the 49 Thomas, guy was, I think can't his name guard is. anybody. Yeah, he's he, yeah, he's not great. Yeah, they find him. <laughs> uh, then Debo Samuel receiving yards over under fifty seven and a half. All of us agreed over on this one. And then the final one for today: Travis Kelsey receiving yards over under seventy and a half. You guys went over. I went under. Basically, thinking that There's if the no 49ers way. are going to win, they're going to have to keep Travis Kelsey. Yeah, but in they're check. not going to. I mean, and it, it, they could still win, but. 
The Super Bowl is not going to allow Travis Kelsey to go unnoticed. <laughs> you're feeding, on you're feeding the frenzy. No, it's right true. Now. It's true. If the Chiefs win and uh, it's all about Taylor Swift, we know why. I mean, the NFL put Taylor Swift on their Instagram account during the year, so like, come you guys on, are contrib- we know that they're you guys are really- contributors to this hysteria. Hysteria. We know that the NFL the is cheering is for the shirts. It's absurd. I told you last night I was watching the uh, ESPN. My wife was kind of dozing off. She popped up after the uh, Super Bowl coverage. Can you rewind? I want to hear what Travis Kelsey said. It's so crazy. I said, you're the worst. <laughs> I mean, this up, is. Popped up out of dead yeah, sleep. Right. I, what did Travis say? <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Say. It is pretty My wife's falling for the banana in the tailpipe. Come All right. All right, here's we go for tonight. We've got the, the Aztecs at Air Force. Got to give nine and a half points on the road at altitude. But Air Force only has one conference win. We'll start with you tonight, Scraby. What was the spread? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah. It's a lot. <sighs> Aztecs won by ten there last year, if you want a little reference. You know, they point. haven't been playing great on the road as of late. No. Aztecs win, Air Force covers. We're going to take Air Force. I'm going to take Air Force, too. It's too many points in that, and I hope I'm wrong, but usually I end up being right on these. The Aztecs win a closer game than we think. Tony? Aztecs win, Air Force covers. All of us going with Air Force. Taking the nine and a half. bad omen. Jaden Ledee, over under 18 and a half points tonight for the Aztecs. Uh, He was limited a little bit the other day. Uh, I don't think that Air Force has the uh, size on the inside. To control him, so he'll go over 18 and a half. Tony? Book the over, please. Book the over. Scrape. <laughs> why are you being so weird? He's just yeah. over. He's excited about Thursday. That's uh, all it comes why down would, to. Why wouldn't I be excited about People that? People on the chat are saying it's their Super Bowl. This is We get two Super Bowls this week. Thursday and Sunday. Yeah. Ooh, I just thought, I saw something on Instagram today that I want to cook for Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. It's fried chicken sandwiches look pretty tasty. Side show that. That does actually sound tasty. Is there, a heat, is there a heat index with there, these? There can be. It looked like the hot, the honey that is drizzled on the the chicken mm. is somehow has jalapeno. You and honey, it. yeah, something man. going on. You and the you have like honey on your frozen grapes too. I haven't done that. In haven't a done while. that in a while. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. My man but, Ryan in my neighborhood, he still eats that <laughs> as a as a late night snack and refers to you often. I might have to go back to that. Was old faithful during the uh, pandemic time. Yeah. Uh, Boise State's at Colorado State tonight. Two big teams in the uh, Mountain West. Colorado State at home, favored by five and a half. Tony. Ooh, Colorado State Tough five and a half. Boise. Yeah. I'll at, say Colorado. It's at where? At Colorado State. Yeah, I think Colorado State will cover that. Cover that. That rain uh, is coming down hard right now. Who are you going? Uh, I'm going to go Colorado State. I am as well. They beat the Aztecs by more than that, so they should beat Boise State by more than that. Boise! Uh, Milwaukee at Phoenix tonight. NBA matchup. Uh, rematch of the finals from a few years ago. Phoenix is favored by three and a half over the struggling Bucks. Scraby. Doc Rivers, the uh, Eastern Conference All-Star coach. I feel game. like there's a little bit of karma heading towards the Bucks way, so oh, I'm going to car- say the Good Suns. old karma's coming and get Suns. an organization. Uh, yeah. Doc Rivers straightens things out. I'll take the Bucks plus the points. Tony? Bucks plus the points, please. Bucks for you. And one more. Jalen Brunson is our uh, key player tonight. He and the Knicks are taking on Memphis. Lakers had to shut him 31 down. 31 and a half for Jalen Brunson. That's how good he's gotten.
Uh, I think Tony's up. 31 and a half. No, I'm up. I'll say under. Against Memphis. Oh, yeah. Tony? Over. Over. Scrape? Does Memphis have enough players to play? I don't uh, know. They're they're <laughs> holding open tryouts like the uh, like 10 TCU guys out women's the other team day. did. I'm going to go over. Also over. Okay. We'll see how we what do What are you, tomorrow. Chris? I went under. Okay, under. Jalen Brunson, 31 and a half. That's a big number. All right. There's our picks for tonight. We'll see how it all turns out tomorrow. And there's our daily gambit for today. When we come back, a little closer look at tonight's Aztec game at Air Force. All three of us think it's going to be closer than expected. Why is that? We'll tell you when Gwen and Chris resumes after a check of traffic. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier. And timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. 324 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scravy. Chris is fantabulous. Sports game show follows this segment. Uh, Scravy with a chance to repeat. Go back to back. Back to back. I don't believe he's ever done that. I think I've done it once. I don't think no. you've No, I think that. I've done it once. I, yeah. I, you know, surprisingly, I was actually off to a hot start when we first started playing this game. Yeah, and I then think it's I think you celebrated by going out to a Thai restaurant and ordering a Thai. <laughs> okay, the joke is not funny anymore. <laughs> it's it funny seems like too, we're still laughing. It's still funny. You <laughs> are still laughing. Uh, what were we? What did we tease to? Well, the Aztecs have a, I think, a you know, a tougher than you think game tonight at Air Force. Not you, but just people in general. Air Force is one and. Eight or something like that in the conference. They've lost eleven of their last twelve games. The one win they had, though, they crushed UNLV by thirty-two points. So, you know, they're capable. And we've talked about this all year, especially when you go on the road. If you're the Aztecs, you're going to get everybody's best shot. And I feel like they'll get Air Force's best shot tonight. And that's why I would, you know, bet the uh, take the nine and a half points. I hope the Aztecs blow them out. But the Essex really haven't been blowing teams out, especially on the road. Look at what happened at San Jose State. They barely survived that game, and that's their only conference win on the road so far. So that's my thinking. Brian Dutcher, did you hear what he said yesterday? No, what did he say? It's like going to the dentist. You don't want to, but you have to go. <laughs> yeah. You have to play Air Force. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's a tough – it's a it's a weird place to play. I, I don't know how to describe – it's in a – the arena itself is part of a much larger sports complex 
on the campus. And it's so large that it has an indoor track and field facility, and it also has a hockey arena. And then adjacent to the hockey arena on the other side is where the basketball are. It's just a weird setup. It only holds about 5,000 fans. They're right on top of the floor. And it's and it's an altitude game. There's a lot of crazy things that happen when you go to Air Force. So Essex will have to deal with all of that tonight. Yeah, but, it, was, it was. It's not a fun trip, that's for sure. Yeah, going to Air Force, but many of those guys have done it multiple times at this point. So, right, um, you know, it's not going. Listen, we've said this time and time again. None of these games in this conference are going to just be you. Just going to walk over anybody that you play against, especially on the road. We we've already seen that in real time. And yeah. So uh, they should expect it's going to be a tough game, but I I do think. They'll answer the call and get this victory because, as we talked about, after this game, you got two tough games coming up right after. Oh, yeah. And you get them at home, but nonetheless, they're going to be tough. Well, actually, you don't. You're going to Nevada on Friday. Oh, that's right. So that's a road game there. And Nevada's, uh, Nevada's tough. Let me just take a quick look here. And then after they go to Nevada, then they're home for Colorado State, State and New that's Mexico. Right. That's right. So back-to-back next week, they so, got two – Basically ranked teams. I know Colorado State's not ranked this week, but they've been ranked all year. Yeah, it, the schedule's really tough after this. You can't let this one get away if you want to win the uh, win the league because Nevada, Colorado State, New Mexico, Utah State are the next four games. And there's a four so of the best teams. So you can't afford to really let this one go. No, you can't. At all. There's a little pressure on the Aztecs to make sure they – for lack of a better term, hold serve here. Yeah, they can't I, let a let a lot a game like this go, or they're not going to win the league. I think this is in the regular season. This is a game where you lean hard on on Jaden Ladee. I hope so. You, pound it into pound the big the, fella. Pound that basketball down or play some bully ball. Yeah, um, and, 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 <laughs> a little bully, a ball. little bully ball. I like that because there aren't too many dudes I've seen yet. No, that can check them. With with his back to the basket, or or however he wants to get to the basket. He went, really. be, he went against the best in the league in Utah State Saturday, and he dominated that game until the last ten minutes, and then Butler and uh, and Trammell and they you know everybody going. else yeah. took over. But he had a big game. Yeah, I hope this is like the you know San Jose State was his biggest one when he had the thirty one. Remember, and he drew like twenty five foul shots or something. That's the kind of night they need tonight. So yeah, no, it's definitely. Um, I don't want it. Scraby likes the term must win. He was trying to use that last week. It was too. a must win last week. <laughs> <laughs> There's but, one must win for you this week. Thursday. Okay. Baby. That'll oh be Thursday. Goodness. One you guys massive please. bite. And you're done. You guys have pushed me. I'm going to actually call HR and tell them <laughs> and tell them that you guys are trying to bully me. So. We're playing bully ball against you. <laughs> Not bully ball, you just are playing bully. <laughs> It's great. You need this in your life, man. I wish that we had an HR to go complain to, but I, we we don't. So um, we honestly don't have a. We, we no, must. we do. We do. All right. Not in the building, but within Odyssey, yes. All right. Fair That's, enough. You guys done with your, uh, with your HR talk? I think it's very interesting. <laughs> Let's get to break. <laughs> uh, when we return, it's time for Scraby to defend his title. Trip Can he do it again? Chris's fantabulous game show when we return. Ben and Woods on the fan. Talking to uh, Ruben Niebla here on uh, Ben and Woods this morning, Padres pitching coach. All right, if you love uh, Mediterranean food like I do, try Spiro's for authentic Mediterranean cuisine. They're in Coronado at the Ferry Landing 
or in La Jolla, Corner Prospect and Fay. For dining or takeout options, visit SpirosCuisine.com. Give me a euro. All right, uh, this uh, segment is brought to you by Spiros, and uh, this segment happens to be our weekly venture into Chris's Fantabulous Sports Game Show. If you haven't heard before, uh, well, I'll give the uh, guys a uh, subject, a topic, a category. They will have to name correct answers, alternating, and uh, whoever does the best will win. Basically, you can play alongside out there and uh, see if you can do better than Tony and Scraby. Last week, Scraby won a thriller. Thriller. The category last week was NFL teams that have a stripe over the top of their helmets. Scraby came up with the Baltimore Ravens yeah. right at the very end yeah. to uh, pull out a rare win in this particular rare. game. We'll see if he can make it back-to-back today. I'm actually going to give you guys a little choice on the category. I'll tell you what I mean after we check some traffic. Hey, all you beautiful people out there. It's time to play one of our favorite games of the week. All right. We, we like, like to call, call it. Oh, I'm going to go. Chris's Fantabulous Sports Game Show. And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, the Fantabulous Sports Game Show is underway, and uh, we welcome you in. Uh, we had to do a Super Bowl category this week, guys, with uh, Super Bowl 58 coming up. My first notion was to have you guys name the 15 franchises that have won multiple Super Bowls. But I thought that'd be too easy. I thought you'd just rip through all 15 of those without too much problem. So I didn't think there'd be a lot okay. of interest. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did Super Bowl MVP quarterbacks. That was a quite an exciting uh, matchup. I it think was. Tony won that one, but he it was did. very close. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to really test you guys today. Today's category, Super Bowl MVP, running backs and wide receivers. Oh, my goodness. There have been 15 of those over the years. Now, if you'd like, I can also throw in the nine defensive players I that have won Super Bowl <laughs> MVP. It doesn't matter. And you could try to name any of those, but I don't know that you would even know any of those guys offhand. So do you want so to we're just do a running backs and wide receivers? Yeah, we're just doing running backs and wide receivers defenders. unless you really want to include defensive players. Scraby? Uh, I don't want to include defensive yeah. players, Tony. Do you? I mean, no, we probably should. I don't know that you can name any. You might be able to get one or two. I can get one. Yeah. Probably Ray Lewis. I only have one. No, it wasn't him. It wasn't going to be Ray Lewis. put him on the list. (laughs) No, we're not doing We're not doing defensive players. I know, I know, I know. All right, so there's 15 running backs and receivers that have won Super Bowl MVP. Uh, It's a tough category. Like I said, it's going to challenge you guys today. If you get one wrong, you get a strike, three strikes, and you're out. First player to get eight correct answers... Unless somebody strikes out, of course. Tony, you get the option to go first or not, because you are uh, the defending uh, runner-up, as it were. What do you want to do? I'm going to let Scraby go first. going to let Scraby go first, therefore giving Scraby the chance to potentially strike out earlier. Yes, All right, Scraby, name a running back or wide receiver that has been named Super Bowl MVP. Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard. All right, 
He's a wide receiver. Yeah, all right, then there's 16. I'm going to give you that Thank one. Ah. He did play receiver. He won it as a special teamer, but uh, that would be I, – I think you're fair. Super Thank Bowl you. MVPs, you. running backs, or wide receivers. Desmond Howard. So there's 16 correct answers. Uh, going to need nine to win now. How about Emmett Smith? Emmett Smith. I was going to say him. He did. He did win a Super Bowl MVP 1993. That was the second time that the Cowboys beat the Bills when they went back to back. Teams played each other back to back years. I don't know who's post these are, but they're about to get written all over. <laughs> uh, you're going to make a notes. All right, Emmett Smith is correct. He was a Super Bowl MVP. We're tied at one. You said Desmond Howard. Gravy. I got to say, I am not confident in this category. Not confident but in this category. I'm going to say Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, you would think uh, with his superstar I'm career. not sure. I'm, I'm not sure, honestly. Won a Super Bowl Had MVP. To. The year that the 49ers beat the Bengals. Oh, yeah, that was the a second good one. time that Jerry good... Rice made like 11 catches for 210 yards. He was a Super Bowl MVP that year. Oof. Although it's interesting, he caught all of the passes on the famous game-winning drive except for the touchdown pass. That was John to Taylor, Taylor right? Which went to John Taylor, right. All right, so Scraby takes a 2-1 lead. Tony, you're up. Super Bowl MVP backs and receivers. Not easy category. Not no, easy. It's not. Uh, Gonna be tested today, guys. Gonna be tested. How about uh, Lynn Swan? Lynn Swan, mm, the graceful Lynn Swan. Super Bowl ten. He only made four catches that day, but all four of them were highlight reel catches. It was unbelievable. I can actually picture them all in my mind right now. So I can't wrong? picture them because I didn't see them live like you did. But he was in the yeah. I was I was, I've seen the highlights a million times. There's a classic shot of Bradshaw throwing him the clinching touchdown and getting laid out, crushed as he let the ball go on a hit that would right now the player who hit him, a defensive lineman by the name of Larry Cole, would be kicked out of the league for that hit. Oh yeah. I mean, helmet to helmet and beyond. Bradshaw never saw it, but Swan hauled it in. He was MVP of Super Bowl Ten. Two-two, Scraby, you are up. <sighs> there are eleven correct answers remaining. Super Bowl MVPs who played running back or wide receiver. I am not one hundred percent sure on this one. All right, <laughs> I love when you start a question but, and yeah. answer like that. <laughs> I think he may have done it, Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes, he of the famous catch in the corner of the end zone, tippy toes to beat the Arizona Cardinals on a pass thrown beautifully, beautifully. by Ben Roethlisberger, who did not win. Santonio Holmes earned MVP honors with that catch. Wow. That is correct, Scraby. Wow. Okay. You all right, buddy? Sorry. This is why, if you at all can, you want to watch the show on the YouTube stream. So you can lot. catch all of the shenanigans that go on here. Very good, Scraby. You're ahead three to two. No strikes yet. There are ten answers correct or remaining. Hmm. Tony Gwynn Jr., the pressure switches to you. How about the original? Rare white running back, John Riggins. Oh, the diesel. Yeah, he broke my heart. Super Bowl 17. Ran on a fourth down play, ran over cornerback Don McNeil, who stepped was about. All, stepped all just on Just stepped him. on him. Don McNeil, unfortunately, was about one eighth of John Riggins' size. It wasn't a great matchup that the Dolphins got, but they were winning that game until that run in the fourth quarter. Riggins ran his way to Super Bowl MVP. 
Correct. That's a good one. Yeah, very good. Uh, it's 3-3. Guys are gone uh, six up, six down. There are nine correct answers. Actually, ten correct answers remaining. I beg your pardon. Ten correct answers remaining. Scraby, pressure switches back to you. Receivers mm. or uh, running backs who won Super Bowl MVP honors. What you got, Scrape? Uh, what you I'm, got, Scrape? What you got, Scrape? I'm going to say that going forward, these are just educated guesses. Educated guesses? Yeah. And uh, I want to know how long you're going to take between each guess because the people who play Chris versus the fans have been given a time limit. They, they uh, have. They have very by much. None other I've than been you. ready to answer, but you guys are just talking. I so. see. Okay. All right. Who's your answer? Julian Edelman. Ah, Julian Edelman. That's a good Nice one. pull, Scraby. Thank you. Very good. I wasn't sure, though. I think he w- was that the Falcon game that he was. was. I think so. He made he that ridiculous catch that he pulled oh, off yeah. the turf. Yep, yep, yep. Julian Edelman. Good job, Scraby. Thank you. Well done. You take a 4 3 lead here. And uh, there are nine correct answers remaining. Tony, still no strikes on the board. How about uh, the San Diegan with migraines? Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis, yeah. Very good. Very good. Lincoln High's own Terrell Davis. Super Bowl MVP here in San Diego. Had migraines in that game. He had the migraines so bad that Shanahan had to run him into the game so that they could do a fake handoff and score an earlier touchdown. Yeah. And he, he said, I can't see. And Shanahan said, you don't need to see. <laughs> just just when they off. say, when they snap count, just run forward like you're getting the ball. <laughs> and they ended up getting a touchdown. Then he ended up scoring the winning touchdown later. All right, 4-4. Terrell Davis is correct. By the way, lucky to meet Terrell Davis a couple times. Fantastic guy. Yeah. Really terrific guy. He and came, I like to point that out when we can. Back when the Padres were at Qualcomm, he came down and spent some time with my pops. There's a picture that floats around. He is a good sitting guy. Sitting next to my dad in his locker. Yep. That's awesome. Terrell Davis, big time guy. All right, gave you an extra moment to think. You're up, Scraby, in a 4 oh, 4 yeah, tie. Went, buddy. With seven, uh, let's see, eight. I don't I've know. tapped out on all my guesses, though. I've written them all down. I don't know if this one's true, as I've said many times before. I cannot remember back this far, but Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup took that another was two one years of mine. I know, I know. What do you mean you can't I couldn't remember, remember back if that it far. was Matthew Stafford or Cooper Cup. It was Cooper Cup. You got, oh. it, baby. you got it right, Playboy. Super Bowl MVP caught the winning TD against now Dolphin Eli Apple. Why <laughs> Eli they Apple. Why they picked that yo-yo up? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, all right, Scraby. You know he's, he's trying to. He's, in. he's I mean, bidding I'm, for. Oh, I'm almost there. He's I'm bidding like for back-to-back titles, and he's got a five-four lead. I got a few guesses up my sleeve here. Tony Gwynn Jr. with seven correct answers remaining. Go ahead. How about the late Franco Harris? Oh, man, one of my all-time favorites. Franco's Italian Army ran over the uh, Vikings in Super Bowl nine. Set a then record of 158 rushing yards. Franco was indeed a Super Bowl MVP. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, another person that I had occasion to meet later in life. And uh, just another fantastic, fantastic human being. Franco Harris was great. And I was wide. One of those guys you meet that you're, because he was a hero growing up. I was a little kid. And he just made me feel at ease. He had that power. The late Franco Harris is correct. All right, 5-5. Five, five, six correct answers remaining. You guys are racing through this without any strikes yet. Scraby, what do you have? I don't know. 
You don't know. Yeah, it's Gravis. Come on, it's time to. It's time to. It's time <laughs> oh, to Tony's come on. Tony's raising the stakes. It's time. It's time to come on home, man. Kind I'm bring hoping. It to the wire. You're hoping that out of the three Super Bowls the Cowboys won in the '90s, that Michael Irvin won one of them. Michael Irvin had a huge game in the uh, 52-17 blowout of Buffalo, but they gave the award to Aikman that year. Okay, and the other Cowboy. Guy was Larry Brown, a cornerback. That's yeah, the one I was going to guess. Year. That, oh, that would have been that, your defensive. Oh, I thought you were going to say Von Miller. No, oh, well, Von, Von Miller was another defensive player it. who won it. Yeah. Anyway, Michael right. Irvin does uh, earn you a strike. He was not a Super oh, Bowl no. MVP. Here we go. It's over. Well, mm. that, and as usual, Scraby is such a gamer, isn't he? <laughs> it's one he negative thing happening to him, and he folds the tent. I'm not folding any tents. You just said, "Here we go. It's over. It's over." All right, Tony can take the lead for the first time here, but he can also get his first strike. How about another San Diego? Staying in San Diego here. Marcus Allen. Yes, Marcus Allen. One of the Really? Marcus. I didn't even know. Honestly, I can't remember him playing a Super Bowl. Well, it was, it was, my, it was, it was 1983 season. It was early, yeah. Is that before you, Scrape? 1983 season? Yes. Um, yes, yes. Look it up. I think it's the greatest run in Super Bowl history. The one he... Ran a sweep to the left. Oh, okay, I'll just look up Super Bowl MVP great runs. You will see it. <laughs> I'm just saying it could help me cheat. <laughs> he ran a, a, a sweep to the left. The cornerback came up unblocked. And Marcus just turned around, reversed his course, yep. and then found Skirt. a hole up the middle, split about five guys, and ran 70-some-odd yards for he a touchdown. He hurdled somebody in there. It was a beautiful run. All right, so Tony takes the lead 6-5. to five. Scraby, you got a strike. And uh, there's only five correct answers left. I don't know if you're going to get any of these guys. They're, you know, well-known enough, but they're tough to come up with for yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. I know. I know, he says. Um, Man. That one's already been said. I could give you a hint, but Tony would frown upon that. Yes, Very he much would. so. Very okay. much so. Give me, give me a couple seconds. To yeah, you got plenty of time. I don't, I don't oh, have wait, the time wait, limit wait, rule wait, like you. Wait, 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 wait. Uh-oh. I'm just throwing out a wide receiver that's very Go good. Go ahead. Because I don't know that this is the guy. Have at it. Marvin Harrison. Mar- Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison, yeah. Uh, pretty sure they gave that one to Peyton yeah, Manning. Yeah, I figured. The year the Colts beat the Bears in the rain. I figured. And I think that was Marvin's only Super Bowl. It was indeed. Yeah. So that is not correct. Uh, you're down to two strikes. You're on the doorstep. Tony can... Put it almost out of reach if he gets one here. There's five correct answers remaining, Tony. We had the conversation about maybe it not being necessarily relevant or an indication of how great you were by winning a Super Bowl MVP. Right. Dion Branch comes to mind. Dion Branch caught 10 balls against the Eagles the night that Donovan McNabb Who did threw he up pl- on the field. Who did he play for? New England Patriots. Patriots. I don't even have it. What year was this? Never heard of Dion Branch, Scraby. No, I, I've heard of Dion Branch. It was the Eagles. Uh, I believe Bowl. it was 2004. It was the T.O. last came time. came back after a broken leg and was catching balls. And Dion Branch was catching game. everything. Not denying it. I just don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the last time we had back-to-back Super Bowl champs. Things Patriots are, in 03 and 04. Things are flying already. <laughs> Well, Scraby, I got good news and bad news. The good news is if you miss this one, Tony will not be able to get another question right because the game will be over. The bad news is if you miss this one, one, the game will be over. Uh oh. I can still get you one if you need it. You got one more, huh? 
Tony uh, Scraby, there's four correct answers for you to keep the game going and keep alive your chances of back-to-back titles. I don't. Oh, that guy doesn't play wide receiver. I will tell you this. There's two running backs and two wide receivers left. I will give you that much of a hint. Give me a second. I'll give you all the time you need. I told Hmm. you you should have watched those Super Bowl films that have been on NFL Network all weekend. Could have prepared you for this. Could have. Uh, I honestly don't even have a good guess, so I am going to say David Tyree. David Tyree. <laughs> <laughs> they should well, have given it to him, but I, he does I, have the most famous play in Super I believe Bowl. Believe it was history. Eli Manning. That yeah, Eli got that. Sorry, Scrabe. Game. You can play the music. Tony wins this Hate one this today, game. and Scrabe's. One game winning streak comes to an end. That Very good tough, though, guys. That was a tough category. It was a tough category. All you got twelve of the sixteen correct, so that's pretty impressive. Uh, Tony, you are the champ. I think you get it's to celebrate. Low, man, can you turn it up a little? Yeah, bit, I didn't please? hear anything. I didn't hear it a little bit better. I don't hear anything here. <laughs> well, you don't hear anything to begin with. Sounds like dead air. Here we go. Champions dance. Heinz Ward was another one you could have had. Heinz Ward, Pittsburgh Steelers, Fred Belitnikoff, ah, the, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, the two running backs you did not name. One was for the Redskins. No. O.J. Anderson no. from the Giants. No chance. That was on the wide right Scott Norwood Buffalo game. And a guy close and dear to my heart, Larry Zonka of the Dolphins. Oh, wait, in the... Uh, back in Super Bowl oh, eight. American Gladiators. We talked about... Um, Timmy Smith holds Timmy the Smith. record. He did not win MVP that year. Doug Williams did. Ah, that's for right. For the uh, Redskins here in San Diego. Okay. But Timmy Smith was a good Nevertheless, thought. he does Nevertheless, not repeat as champion. That still has yet to happen in yes. the history. Tony prevails. I'll, I'll, just for fun, I'll give you the defensive players. See if you remember any of these. Von Miller. Uh, you, would, you, you mentioned him. Malcolm Smith of the Seahawks, yeah, the year yeah, they yeah, blew yeah, out yeah, the yeah, Broncos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dexter Jackson, a safety for Tampa. the Buccaneers in the win here against the Raiders. Ray Lewis, Larry Brown, Richard Dent representing the Bears. 85 Bears. Randy White and Harvey Martin shared the award in Super Bowl twelve for the Cowboys. Jake Scott of the Dolphins in their perfect season, Super Bowl seven, And the only losing Super Bowl MVP... Super Bowl five, a linebacker from the Dallas Cowboys named Chuck Howley, got MVP even though they lost the game. So that's how they used to do the Super Bowl MVP. I guess there's hope for Brock Purdy to win it this year then, Scrape. They hope can for give him. it to a member of the losing team. Oh, oh, I see what you're doing here. I'm, I'm just stuck in my head over here about how bad I just lost. You didn't lose that bad. You, that bad. You, well, I think you uh, performed three admirably. Three strikes to none is not bad. Performed admirably. It, it was it was a lot harder with just it was very tough. Backs. How'd you guys do out there? I wouldn't have got the def- I would have had like one defender for yeah, two defenders. Accounting right. Yeah, those. that's why I didn't think to include it. Wouldn't have been. Wouldn't have added a lot to the proceedings. All right, coming up on our proceedings is Chris versus the fans. 833-288-0973. You now can play some trivia and perhaps go to Las Vegas. Not in time for Sunday's game, but nonetheless, a trip can be yours. But you got to call into heading into the 3 o'clock hour. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chris, hello. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby together in our Odyssey Palace studios. 
Rainy Tuesday, as it were. Be careful out there. Take your time. We'll get you home safely here on 97.3. The Fan Aztecs take on Air Force tonight. We'll uh, take a little closer look at that ball game later on in this half hour. Also coming up on the show today, Chris's Fantabulous Sports Game Show returns. And uh, it is a rare, fantabulous game show in which Matt Scraby is the reigning champion. We'll see if he can make it back-to-back. Champ is here. Yeah, we'll find out uh, how he does uh, in the Fantabulous Sports Game Show coming up in a little while as well. Uh, Happy birthday out there goes to none other than... My dad. Yeah? Yes. Well, let's um, definitely wish happy birthday (laughs) to your dad. That didn't go where Chris was thinking That wasn't what I was thinking, but yeah. What's your dad's first name? Tom. Tom. Tom, happy, happy birthday. birthday to you, Tom. Tom Scraby. Tom Scraby. tell everybody how old he is? Sure. 63 years 63 young. 63 years, years young. young. Outstanding. Yeah. Knew where uh, you were going, Chris. Tom Scraby, you uh, share a birthday with the Bambino. Oh. Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth would be 129 years old today. Oh, he he totally could have lived that yeah, long. Yeah, if with he didn't eat all those hot dogs and <laughs> drink all that beer and chase and all those cigars women. and yeah, all of that. The Babe. February 6th, born in 1895, if you can believe that. All right. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that is pretty crazy. That is kind of crazy. I didn't crazy. know that. February I mean, 6th, huh? Yeah. Ronald Reagan also wow. celebrated his birthday on February the 6th. So your dad shares with a couple of very famous names. Uh, well, here's a bit of good news for you, Scraby, as if you need more Mm-mm. on the 49ers. Uh, the Madden NFL 24 sim Saw this. has played its uh, yearly Super Bowl matchup, and the winner, the Chiefs. <laughs> now they beat the 49ers thirty to twenty eight. They picked the, the wrong winner the last three years. That is the good news, oh, right yeah. there. Three yes, years. The, uh, Madden mean, has missed it three straight years. The last time Madden got it right, Chiefs over 49ers yeah, four so years ago. So that kind of wipes out your advantage. <laughs> <sighs> Don't be playing, too happy there, buddy. I was Don't playing Madden happy. against some kid last night. It was a Super Bowl matchup. They chose the Chiefs. Obviously, I chose the 49ers. Uh-huh. I got crushed. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Now, who crushed. did you play? How does See, I don't... I played that some kid online. That's a nine-year-old child that was yeah, just... That was way better. <laughs> you know what I don't get about Madden is, like, I run the defenses. I actually pay attention to my play calling because they're so good at picking me apart. Yeah, so does everybody else, though. But... I didn't know there's like you have to pre-snap move everybody. Yeah, you have to man up things. You have to turn on different options yeah, on the play. That's why screen. I stopped playing man. It's just too much. You got it like it's too realistic. And it, I don't want to like have to match up the motion that's coming across. I just want to call a defense. Yeah, maybe bump and run. Yeah. that's as far as I go. I hate when I throw it deep too, and they just run right ahead with their corner. Like no corner's ever just going to sprint to the spot that's on the field and intercept the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's really annoying. Sorry, Chris. That's okay. I, I, it I sounds just, like it you're not very good to at me. This. How do you like? So when you sign on to Madden, how do you find somebody I go and to I, play against? It just matches me with whoever's yeah. waiting. There's so like a whole a server yeah. of people. Yeah, yeah. That, it usually says like six hundred thousand online and wow. fifty thousand looking for looking a game. for a game. Yeah. Well, all right. I will say that I every now and again. Here's my nerdy life. I go on to my. Uh, Spades website. Oh. <laughs> spades. Now I play spades. Card game. Card I, spades. I don't think that's nerdy at and all. And you can just... find you can find people to play against at any time. Oh, so you, you, you play online. Play online. You ever go you... to people's houses and play spades? 
I don't know enough people who play spades, <laughs> so I have to play online. I can hook you up with some folks. I know a lot of people play spades. Yeah. It gets... Well, it gets Underground spades? I feel I'm pretty good. I'm not trying to say that I would order a 10 Thai food. Okay. <laughs> good. But I think I'm pretty good at spades. I play quite a bit of it, and I learned the game playing... With the likes of your dad oh, back okay. in the so, baseball yeah, you, you already know. <laughs> so I know. I mean, your dad played. Uh, we used to play it endlessly back in the day. All right. Uh, let's get to uh, the Daily Gambit. Enough of this. Do you like money? I think about money a lot. Do you like money without doing anything? Uh, duh. Winning. Do you want to make money while watching sports? I think Washington is a mortal lock. Washington! Woohoo! If you answered yes, this is your segment. Just don't blame us when you lose. Well, nothing is ever your fault. It's your game. Take it. Gwen and Chris go through the top bets of the day in The Daily Gambit on 97.3 The Fan. All right. The Daily Gambit is our daily sports betting segment here on Gwen and Chris. Everybody, please gamble responsibly. Uh, we made some bets last night. I'll get into those. And then I'll tell you about the bets. Uh, we have our continuing series of Super Bowl prop bets. But the first game we bet on, Lakers, 12-point favorites against the Charlotte Hornets. Tony went no action once again. Chris went Charlotte. I went Lakers. I shouldn't have gone Lakers. They won, but they only won by six points. I think we may be on to something with my no You're bets. not going to bet another I, I, Laker I, game I, the rest I, of the season. He's not. Three in he's a row not. right there. They've won every game that you've declined action. Yes, that no is true. No action for me with the Lakers. By the way, I mean, I, I like to you know get on Anthony Davis. He's not one of my favorites. But when he has a game like that last night, Whoa. you got to give him his props. I mean, it was like 25, 20, and 15 50, blocks or something. Yeah. I mean, it was he ridiculous. Had a stupid, stupid game. I mean, when he has games like that, I don't know. You're a fan. Do you get frustrated when you see him play like that, that he doesn't play closer to that more often? Here's the thing is, is I've, I've learned that a good game for Anthony Davis is him controlling the defensive end. Whatever his numbers actually look like, I think are less important. Okay. Um, if he if he gets you uh, one of those games where he's like fourteen, eight, but he's got like six blocks. Yeah, that's a, that's that a winning works performance because it just it it changes how the Lakers can play if he is anchoring the defense. So yeah. I'm less worried about him scoring, more worried about him anchoring the defense because when he does that, the Lakers, as we saw last year, are really, really tough. Yeah. Uh, he was dominant last night for sure. All right. The next bet that we made would be Luka Doncic over under 34.5 points scored in the game. What did Luka do? Nothing. You guys both went over. I went under. He had 19 points. Yeah. He 19. took a night off in the scoring department. 19. Yeah. We have a Bay Area fan Luka. in the chat, Balsamic Vinny, that wants you guys to acknowledge that the Warriors won last night. Because we're not going to talk about them. So I'm well, they you, don't win very often anymore. You just so go ahead. You can acknowledge Yeah, just of course. Them. Of course. Shout out good, to the Warriors. Good win. Good win for them. Kawhi Leonard over under 26 and a half points last night. You guys both went over on that one. I went under and I was wrong. He had 36. Big night for Kawhi. And the Clippers are just rolling along. I don't I, know that anybody can beat them in the West. I mean, right now, certainly, you know, Minnesota and... Oak City and Denver and the Lakers are certainly viable contenders. Lakers have got good records to... against those teams. They got bad records against the rest of them. Yeah, the Clippers. Have <laughs> been you know, uh, I heard. Fire. I heard. Uh, I might have been Kendrick Perkins say 
We were watching them with Kawhi, as it pertains to Kawhi Leonard, we were watching the modern-day Michael Jordan in the triangle. Like, that's how effective he is in the offense that the Clippers are running. You remember, Michael, it was like clockwork. They, they run him from one uh, elbow to, to the other elbow. He'd post up. He could kick out. There's just a lot of things he could do. That's basically what you're seeing from Kawhi right now. He's been healthy, too, which I think is probably the most important piece of that. You know, we don't ever discuss Kawhi Leonard as one of the greatest NBA players of all time. If he wins a third championship and a third MVP with a third different team, man, who can say they've ever done that? Uh, we Remember, before the, the, the knee injury, we were talking about him like that. My After he came good. back from the knee injury and went to Toronto and won a championship, we were talking about him I mean, like it's that. amazing. I mean, Jordan can't say that, right? Yeah. I mean, Larry Bird can't say that. Magic, none of the, nobody can. Kareem, I think. He won one with the Bucks and the Lakers. But, I mean, if, if uh, Kawhi Leonard won one with uh, Toronto and San Diego with the, the Clippers of all teams... He'd have to really put it. That's him up the there. only thing that's stopping him, honestly. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> that he plays they still for the Clippers. say Clippers on that jersey. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can't change that. Yeah. Oh, poor Clippers fans. They just want some love. Come they on, do. guys. I'm sad. It, it was so such long, low hanging fruit. Here. I had to, <laughs> yeah, I had to grab it. Uh, Kansas at Kansas State last night. Kansas four point favorites on the road. Chris and Tony said Kansas State. Chris might be onto something with these ranked teams playing on the road against non ranked teams. Kansas State won seventy five seventy. It's a thriller. Yeah. I mean, every night these ranked teams go down on the road. Um, they don't drop, though, like the Aztecs do. No, Kansas was number four. They'll be number three next week. <laughs> then the yeah, final they, bet. They drop the opposite way. Yeah. Final bet, Rangers, minus one and a half on the puck line against the Avalanche. And you guys chose the Avalanche. I chose the Rangers. Rangers did not do me well because I shouldn't have said do me well. That's not English. Rangers, two to one. Two to one. Did not cover. Don't so the, do uh, me well. The totals from last night, Tony was three and one. I was four and one. Tony had the no action on the Laker game. Couldn't do it. Now Scraby gets off to a bad start this week. One and four for you, Lester. That's the real Scraby. Please stand up. All right. Uh, You want to do your Super Bowl props? Yes. This hour is brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. Now, first one is Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. His over under on passing yards two sixty one and a half, according to the odds that I saw on Sunday. Uh, two sixty-one and a half. Chris said over. I said over. Tony surprisingly went under here. I'm okay. surprised. Why? Why did you do that? Two sixty-one. That's a lot of yards, man. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the explanation. Against, against the forty the forty niners. I mean, as, as much as I dogged the forty niners, they got a good defense. It's just you know, I'm just saying they're not they're not slouches. Okay. That was a great explanation. Well, Brock Purdy passing yards over under 245 and a half. Chris and Tony went under. I went over. See? Same thing's going under, too. I have a stat to support this one. Okay. Chiefs only allowed four of 19 passers so far this year to go over their prop total. Oh, that's, so that's some really, research that's for a really you. Really good number, right good there. Very few people went over against the Chiefs this year. I think this game too is going to be so we'll it, see. by both teams is going to want to be want to hand the ball. Doesn't off a guarantee bit. that you'll win that bet, but at least you'll have some knowledge. You if feel you make good that about bet. betting, making yes, that bet. You would have some knowledge. Rasheed Rice 
receiving yards over under 67 and a half. Chris and I went over. Tony went under. Well, he's yep. got to keep with this Patrick Mahomes under. As long so. as he picks on that uh, number 20, he'll uh, he'll get over. Uh, <laughs> you mean Thomas? <laughs> Whoever the 49er Thomas, guy was I think can't his name guard is. anybody. Yeah. He's, he, yeah, he's not great. Yeah, they find him. <laughs> uh, then Debo Samuel receiving yards over under 57 and a half. All of us agreed over on this one. And then the final one for today, Travis Kelsey receiving yards over under 70 and a half. You guys went over. I went under basically thinking that There's if the no 49ers way. are going to win, they're going to have to keep Travis Kelsey Yeah, but they're not going to. I mean, and it, it, they could still win, but the Super Bowl is not going to allow Travis Kelsey to go unnoticed <laughs> You're feeding. You're feeding the frenzy right now. No, it's right true. Now. It's true. If the Chiefs win and uh, it's all about Taylor Swift, we know why. I mean, the NFL put Taylor Swift on their Instagram account. During the year. So, like, come on. Contrib- we know that they're You guys are really- contributors to this hysteria. The hysteria. We know that the NFL the is cheering is for the absurd. Chiefs. It's absurd. <laughs> I told you last night I was watching the uh, ESPN. My wife was kind of dozing off. She popped up after the uh, Super Bowl coverage. Can you rewind? I want to hear what Travis Kelsey said. <laughs> so crazy. I said, you're the worst. <laughs> I mean, this up, is. Popped up out of dead yeah, sleep. Right. I, what did Travis say? <laughs> It's unbelievable. It is pretty falling for the banana in the tailpipe. All right. right, Here's we go for tonight. We've got uh, the Aztecs at Air Force. Got to give nine and a half points on the road at altitude. But Air Force only has one conference win. We'll start with you tonight, Scraby. What was the spread? Nine and a half. Nine and a half. Yeah. It's a lot. Aztecs won by 10 there last year, if you want a little reference. You know, they haven't been playing great on the road as of late. No. Aztecs win Air Force covers. I'm going to take Air Force. I'm going to take Air Force, too. It's too many points in that, and I hope I'm wrong, but usually I end up being right on these. The Aztecs win a closer game than we think. Tony? Aztecs win, Air Force covers. All of us going with Air Force. Taking the nine and a half. That's bad omen. Jaden Ledee, over under 18 and a half points tonight for the Aztecs. Uh, he was limited a little bit the other day. Uh, I don't think that Air Force has the uh, size in the on the inside to control him, so he'll go over 18 and a half. Tony? Book the over, please. Book the over. Scrape? <laughs> Why are you being so weird? He's just yeah. over. He's excited about Thursday. That's uh, all it comes why down would, to. Why wouldn't I be excited about People that? People on the chat are saying it's their Super Bowl. This is We get two Super Bowls this week. Thursday and Sunday. Yeah. Ooh, I just thought I, I saw something on Instagram today that I want to cook for Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. It's fried chicken sandwiches look pretty tasty. I'd share that. That does actually sound tasty. Is there, a heat, is there a heat index with there, these? There can be. It looked like the hot, the honey that is drizzled on the the chicken mm. is somehow has jalapenos. You and honey, it. yeah, something man. going on. You and the you have honey on your frozen grapes too. I haven't done that. <laughs> in haven't a done while. that in a while. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while. My man but, Ryan in my neighborhood, he still eats that <laughs> as, a, as a late night snack and refers to you often. I might have to go back to that. Was old faithful during the uh, pandemic time. Yeah. Uh, Boise State's at Colorado State tonight. Two big teams in the uh, Mountain West. Colorado State at home, favored by five and a half. Tony. Ooh, Colorado State Tough five game. and a half. Boise. Yeah. I'll at, say Colorado. It's at where? At Colorado State. Yeah, I think Colorado State will cover that. Cover that. That rain uh, is down hard right now. Who are you going? Uh, I'm going to go Colorado State. I am as well. They beat the Aztecs by 
more than that, so they should beat Boise State by more than that. Boise! Uh, Milwaukee at Phoenix tonight, NBA matchup. Uh, rematch of the finals from a few years ago. Phoenix is favored by three and a half over the struggling Bucks. Scraby. Doc Rivers, the uh, Eastern Conference All-Star coach. I feel game. like there's a little bit of karma heading towards the Bucks' way, so oh, I'm going to car- say the Good Suns. old karma's coming and get Suns. an organization. Uh, Doc Rivers straightens things out. I'll take the Bucks plus the points. Tony? Bucks plus the points, please. Bucks for you. And one more. Jalen Brunson is our uh, key player tonight. He and the Knicks are taking on Memphis. Lakers had to shut him 31 down. 31.5 for Jalen Brunson. That's how good he's gotten. Uh, I think Tony's up. 31 and a half. No, I'm on. I'll say under. Against Memphis. Oh, yeah. Tony? Over. Over. Scrape? Does Memphis have enough players to play? Uh, I don't know. They're they're holding open tryouts (laughs) like the uh, TCU women's team did. I'm going to go over. Also over. Okay. We'll see how we do What are you, Chris? I went under. Okay, under. Jalen Brunson. 31 and a half. That's a big number. All right, there's our picks for tonight. We'll see how it all turns out tomorrow. And there's our daily gambit for today. When we come back, a little closer look at tonight's Aztec game at Air Force. All three of us think it's going to be closer than expected. Why is that? We'll tell you when Gwen and Chris resumes after a check of traffic. 324 on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matt Scravey. Chris is fantabulous. Sports Game Show follows this segment. Uh, Scraby with a chance to repeat. Go back to back. Back to back. I don't believe he's ever done that. I think I've done it once. I don't know. No, I think I've done it once. I, I, you know, surprisingly, I was actually off to a hot start when we first started playing this game. Yeah. And I think think you celebrated by going out to a Thai restaurant and ordering a Thai. (laughs) Okay, the joke is not funny anymore. (laughs) It seems like we're still laughing. It's still funny. You are still laughing. Uh, what, were we, what did we tease to? Well, the Aztecs have a, I think, a you know, a tougher than you think game tonight at Air Force. Not you, but just people in general. Air Force is one and eight or something like that in the conference. They've lost eleven of their last twelve games. The one win they had, though, they crushed UNLV by thirty-two points. So, you know, they're capable. And we've talked about this all year, especially when you go on the road. If you're the Aztecs. You're going to get everybody's best shot. And I feel like they'll get Air Force's best shot tonight. And that's why I would, you know, bet the uh, take the nine and a half points. I hope the Aztecs blow them out. But the Aztecs really haven't been blowing teams out, especially on the road. Look at what happened at San Jose State. They barely survived that game. And that's their only conference win on the road so far. So that's my thinking. Brian Dutcher, did you hear what he said yesterday? No, what did he say? It's like going to the dentist. You don't want to, but you have to go. <laughs> yeah. You have and to play Air Force. Sounds about right. Yeah, it's a tough it's a it's a weird place to play. I, I don't know how to describe it's in a the arena itself is part of a much larger sports complex on the campus. And it, it's so large that it has an indoor track and field facility. And it also has a hockey arena. And then adjacent to the hockey arena on the other side is where the basketball are. It's just a weird setup. It only holds about 5,000 fans. They're right on top of the floor. And it's and it's an altitude game. There's a lot of crazy things that happen when you go to Air Force. So Essex will have to deal with all of that tonight. 
Yeah, but, it, was, it was. It's not a fun trip, that's for sure. Yeah, going to Air Force, but many of those guys have done it multiple times at this point. So, right, um, you know, it's not going to. Listen, we've said this time and time again. None of these games in this conference are going to just be. You're just going to walk over anybody that you play against, especially on the road. We we've already seen that in real time. And yeah. So uh, they should expect it's going to be a tough game, but I I do think. They'll answer the call and get this victory because, as we talked about, after this game, you got two tough games coming up right after. Oh, yeah. And you get them at home, but nonetheless, they're going to be tough. Well, actually, you don't. You're going to Nevada on Friday. Oh, that's right. So that's a road game there. And Second Nevada's, uh, Nevada's tough. Let me just take a quick look here. And then after they go to Nevada, then they're home for Colorado State, State and New that's Mexico. Right. That's right. So back-to-back next week, they so, got two – Basically ranked teams. I know Colorado State's not ranked this week, but they've been ranked all year. Yeah, it, the schedule's really tough after this. You can't let this one get away if you want to win the uh, win the league because Nevada, Colorado State, New Mexico, Utah State are the next four games. And there's a four so of the best teams. So you can't afford teams. to really let this one go. No, you can't. At all. There's a little pressure on the Aztecs to make sure they – for lack of a better term, hold serve here. Yeah, they can't I, let a let a law, a game like this go, or they're not going to win the league. I think this is in the regular season. This is a game where you lean hard on on Jaden Ladee. I hope so. You, pound it into pound the big the, fella. Pound that basketball down, or play some bully ball. Yeah, um, and, 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 <laughs> a little bully, a ball. little bully ball. I like that because there aren't too many dudes I've seen yet. No, that can check them. With with his back to the basket, or or however he wants to get to the basket. He went, really. be, he went against the best in the league in Utah State Saturday, and he dominated that game until the last ten minutes, and then Butler and uh, and Trammell and they you know everybody going. else yeah. took over. But he had a big game. Yeah, I hope this is like the you know San Jose State was his biggest one when he had the thirty one. Remember, and he drew like twenty five foul shots or something. That's the kind of night they need tonight. So yeah, no, it's definitely. Um, I don't want it. Scraby likes to turn must win. He was trying to use that last week. It was too. a must win last week. <laughs> <laughs> There's but, one must win for you this week. Thursday, okay. baby. That'll oh be Thursday. Goodness. One you guys massive please. bite, and you're done. You guys have pushed me. I'm gonna actually call HR and tell them <laughs> and tell them that you guys are trying to bully me. So. We're playing bully ball against you. <laughs> Not bully ball. You just are playing bully. <laughs> It's great. You need this in your life, man. I wish that we had an HR to go complain to, but I, we we don't. So um, we honestly don't have a. We, we no, must. we do. We do. All right. Not in the building, but within Odyssey, yes. All right. Fair Let's, enough. You guys done with your, uh, with your HR talk? I think it's very interesting. <laughs> Let's get to break. <laughs> uh, when we return, it's time for Scraby to defend his title. Trip Can he do it again? Chris's fantabulous game show when we return. Ben and Woods on the fan. Talking to uh, Ruben Niebla here on uh, Ben and Woods this morning, Padres pitching coach. All right, if you love uh, Mediterranean food like I do, try Spiro's for authentic Mediterranean cuisine. They're in Coronado at the Ferry Landing or in La Jolla, Corner Prospect and Fay. For dining or takeout options, visit SpirosCuisine.com. Give me a euro. All right, uh, this uh, segment is brought to you by Spiros, and uh, this segment happens to be our weekly venture into Chris's Fantabulous Sports Game Show. If you haven't heard before, uh, we'll I'll give the uh, guys a uh, subject, a topic, a category. They will have to name correct answers, alternating. 
And uh, whoever does the best will win. Basically, you can play alongside out there and uh, see if you can do better than Tony and Scraby. Last week, Scraby won a thriller. Thriller. The category last week was NFL teams that have a stripe over the top of their helmets. Scraby came up with the Baltimore Ravens yeah. right at the very end to uh, pull out a rare win in this particular rare. game. We'll see if he can make it back-to-back today. I'm actually going to give you guys a little choice on the category. I'll tell you what I mean after we check some traffic. Hey, all you beautiful people out there. It's time to play one of our favorite games of the week. All right! We, we like, like to, to call, call it... Ooh, I'm going to go... Chris's Fantabulous Sports Game Show! And it starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, the Fantabulous Sports Game Show is underway, and uh, we welcome you in. Uh, we had to do a Super Bowl category this week, guys, with uh, Super Bowl 58 coming up. My first notion was to have you guys name the 15 franchises that have won multiple Super Bowls. But I thought that would be too easy. I thought you'd just rip through all 15 of those without too much problem. So I didn't think there'd be a lot okay. of interest. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did Super Bowl MVP quarterbacks. That was a quite an exciting uh, matchup. I it think was. Tony won that one, but he it was did. very close. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to really test you guys today. Today's category, Super Bowl MVP running backs and wide receivers. Oh, my goodness. There have been 15 of those over the years. Now, if you'd like, I can also throw in the nine defensive players that have won Super Bowl (laughs) MVP. It doesn't matter. And you could try to name any of those, but I don't know that you would even know any of those guys offhand. So do you want to just do a running backs and wide receivers? Yeah, we're just doing running backs and wide receivers unless you really want to include defensive players. Uh, I don't want to include defensive players. Tony, do you? I mean, no, we probably should. I don't know that you can name any. You might be able to get one or two. I can get one. Yeah. Probably Ray Lewis. I only have one. No, it wasn't him. It wasn't going to be Ray Lewis. put him on the list. (laughs) No, we're not doing defensive players. We're not doing defensive players. I know, I know, I know. All right, so there's 15 running backs and receivers that have won Super Bowl MVP. Uh, It's a tough category. Like I said, it's going to challenge you guys today. If you get one wrong, you get a strike, three strikes, and you're out. First player to get eight correct answers... Unless somebody strikes out, of course. Tony, you get the option to go first or not, because you are uh, the defending uh, runner-up, as it were. What do you want to do? Mm, I'm going to let Scraby go first. going to let Scraby go first, Thank therefore you. giving Scraby the chance to pretend, potentially strike out earlier. Yes, All right, Scraby, name a running back or wide receiver that has been named Super Bowl MVP. Desmond Howard. Desmond Howard. All right. He's a wide receiver. Yeah. All right. Then there's 16. I'm going to give you that one. Ah. He did play receiver. He won it as a special teamer, but uh, that would be – I I think you're fair. Super Bowl MVPs, running backs, or wide receivers. Desmond Howard. So there's 16 correct answers. You're going to need nine to win now. How about Emmitt Smith? Emmitt Smith. I was going to say him. He did. He did win a Super Bowl MVP 1993 – that was the second time that the Cowboys beat the Bills when they went back to back. Teams played each other back to back years. Post-its these are, but they're about to get written all over. <laughs> uh, you're going to make a notes. 
All right, Emmett Smith is correct. He was a Super Bowl MVP. We're tied at one. You said Desmond Howard. Gravy. I got to say, I am not confident in this category. Not confident but in this category. I'm going to say Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice, you would think uh, with his superstar I'm career. Not sure. I'm, uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, honestly. He won a Super Bowl Had MVP. To. The year that the 49ers beat the Bengals. Oh, yeah, that was the a second good one. time that Jerry good... Rice made like 11 catches for 210 yards. He was a Super Bowl MVP that year. Ooh. Although it's interesting, he caught all of the passes on the famous game-winning drive except for the touchdown pass. That was John Taylor, Taylor right? which went to John Taylor, right? All right, so Scraby takes a 2-1 lead. Tony, you're up. Super Bowl MVP backs and receivers. Not easy category. Not no, easy. It's not. Uh, Gonna be tested today, guys. Gonna be tested. How about uh, Lynn Swan? Mm. Lynn Swan, the graceful Lynn Swan, Super Bowl ten. He only made four catches that day, but all four of them were highlight reel catches. It was unbelievable. I can actually picture them all in my mind right now. So I can't wrong? picture them because I didn't see them live like you did. But he was MVP. Yeah, I was. I was I've seen the highlights a million times. There's a classic shot of Bradshaw throwing him the clinching touchdown and getting laid out, crushed as he let the ball go on a hit that would. Right now, the player who hit him, a defensive lineman by the name of Larry Cole, would be kicked out of the league for that hit. Oh yeah. I mean, helmet to helmet and beyond. Bradshaw never saw it, but Swan hauled it in. He was MVP of Super Bowl Ten. Two-two, Scraby, you are up. Oh. There are eleven correct answers remaining. Super Bowl MVPs who played running back or wide receiver. I am not one hundred percent sure on this one. All right, <laughs> I love when you start a question but, and yeah. answer like that. <laughs> I think he may have done it, Santonio Holmes. Santonio Holmes, he of the famous catch in the corner of the end zone, tippy toes, to beat the Arizona Cardinals on a pass thrown beautifully, beautifully. by Ben Roethlisberger, who did not win. Santonio Holmes earned MVP honors with that catch. Wow. That is correct, Scrabby. Wow. Okay. You all right, buddy? Sorry. This is why, if you at all can, you want to watch the show on the YouTube that was stream. A lot. That was so a you lot. can catch all of the shenanigans that go on here. Very good, Scraby. You're ahead three to two. No strikes yet. There are ten answers correct or remaining. Hmm. Tony Gwynn Jr., the pressure switches to you. How about the original? Rare white running back, John Riggins. Oh, the diesel. Yeah, he broke my heart. Super Bowl seventeen. Ran on a fourth down play, ran over cornerback Don McNeil, who stepped was about... All, stepped all just on Just stepped on him. Don McNeil, unfortunately, was about one-eighth of John Riggins' size. It wasn't a great matchup that the Dolphins got, but they were winning that game until that run in the fourth quarter. Riggins ran his way to Super Bowl MVP. Correct. That's a good one. Yeah, very good. Uh, it's 3-3. Guys are gone uh, six up, six down. There are nine correct answers. Actually, ten correct answers remaining. I beg your pardon. Ten correct answers remaining. Scraby, pressure switches back to you. Receivers mm. or uh, running backs who won Super Bowl MVP honors. What you got, Scrape? Uh, what you I'm, got, Scrape? What you got, Scrape? I'm going to say that. Going forward, these are just educated guesses. Educated guesses? Yeah. And uh, I want to know how long you're going to take between each guess because the people who play Chris versus the fans 
have been given a time limit. They, they um, have. They have. Very by much. none other than you. I've been you. ready to answer, but you guys are just talking. I so. see. Okay. All right. Who's your answer? Julian Edelman. Ah, Julian Edelman. That's a good Nice one. pull, Scraby. Thank you. Very good. I wasn't sure, though. I think he was that the Falcon game that he was. was. I think so. He made he that balling. ridiculous catch that he pulled oh, off yeah. the turf. Yep, yep, yep. Julian Edelman. Good job, Scraby. Thank you. Well done. You take a 4-3 Ooh. lead here. And uh, there are nine correct answers remaining. Tony, still no strikes on the board. How about uh, the San Diegan with migraines? Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis, yeah. Wow. Very good. Very good. Lincoln High's own Terrell Davis. Super Bowl MVP here in San Diego. Had the migraines that? in that game. He had the migraines so bad that Shanahan had to run him into the game so that they could do a fake handoff. And score an earlier touchdown. Yeah. And he, he said, I can't see. And Shanahan said, you don't need to see. <laughs> just just when they off. say, when they snap count, just run forward like you're getting the ball. <laughs> and they ended up getting a touchdown. Then he ended up scoring the winning touchdown later. All right, 4-4. Terrell Davis is correct. By the way, lucky to meet Terrell Davis a couple times. Fantastic guy. Yeah. Really terrific guy, and came, I like to point that out when we can. Back when the Padres were at Qualcomm, he came down and spent some time with my pops. There's a picture that floats around. He is a good sitting guy. next to my dad in his locker. Yep. That's awesome. Terrell Davis, big time guy. All right, gave you an extra moment to think. You're up, Scraby, in a 4-4 oh, yeah, tie. I went, buddy. With seven, uh, let's see, eight. I don't I've know. tapped out on all my guesses, though. I've written them all down. I don't know if this one's true, as I've said many times before. I cannot remember back this far, but Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup that was another two one years of mine. I know, I know. What do you mean you can't I couldn't remember, remember if it was far. Matthew Stafford or Cooper Cup. It was Cooper Cup. You got, oh, right. baby. You got it right, Playboy. Super Bowl MVP caught the winning TD against now Dolphin Eli Apple. Why <laughs> Eli they Apple. Why they picked that yo-yo up? I have no idea. <laughs> Uh, all right, Scraby. You know he's, he's trying. He's, in. he's I mean, bidding I'm, for. Oh, I'm almost there. He's I'm bidding like for back-to-back titles, and he's got a five-four lead. I got a few guesses up my sleeve here. Tony Gwynn Jr. with seven correct answers remaining. Go ahead. How about the late Franco Harris? Oh, man, one of my all-time favorites. Franco's Italian Army ran over the uh, Vikings in Super Bowl nine. Set a then record of 158 rushing yards. Franco was indeed a Super Bowl MVP. For the Pittsburgh Steelers, another person that I had occasion to meet later in life. And uh, just another fantastic, fantastic human being. Franco Harris was great. And I was wide. One of those guys you meet that you're, because he was a hero growing up. I was a little kid. And he just made me feel at ease. He had that power. The late Franco Harris is correct. All right, 5-5. Five, five, six correct answers remaining. You guys are racing through this without any strikes yet. Scraby, what do you have? I don't know. You don't know. Yeah, Scraby, come on. It's time to, it's time to, it's time <laughs> oh, to Tony's, come on. Tony's raising the stakes. It's, kind of, it's time to come on home, man. I'm bring hoping it to the wire. You're hoping that out of the three Super Bowls the Cowboys won in the 90s, that Michael Irvin won one of them. Michael Irvin. Had a huge game in the uh, 52-17 blowout of Buffalo. But they gave the award to Aikman that year. Okay. And the other Cowboy guy was Larry Brown, a cornerback. That's yeah. the one Took I was going to guess. That, oh, that, that would have been that, your defensive oh, I thought you were going to say Von Miller. 
Oh, well, and Von Bob Miller was another defensive player who won it. Yeah. Anyway, Michael Irvin right. does uh, earn you a strike. He was not a Super oh, Bowl no. MVP. Oh, here we go. It's over. Well, mm. that, and as usual, Scraby is such a gamer, isn't he? It's one <laughs> negative thing happened to him, and he folds the tent. <laughs> I'm not folding any tents. You just, just said, here we go. Here it's we over. Go. It's over. All right, Tony can take the lead for the first time here, but he can also get his first strike. How about another San Diego? Staying in San Diego here. Marcus Allen. Yes, Marcus Allen. One of the Marcus. Really? I didn't even know. Honestly, I can't remember him playing a Super Bowl. Well, it was, it was, my, it was let's it see, was, 1983 season. It was early, yeah. Is that before you, Scrape? 1983 season? Yes. Um, yes, yes. Look it up. I think it's the greatest run in Super Bowl history. The one he... Ran a sweep to the left. Oh, okay, I'll just look up Super Bowl MVP great runs. You will see it. <laughs> I'm just saying it could help me cheat. <laughs> he ran a, a, a sweep to the left. The cornerback came up unblocked. And Marcus just turned around, reversed his course, yep. and then found Skirt. a hole up the middle, split about five guys, and ran 70-some-odd yards for he a touchdown. He hurdled somebody in there. It was a beautiful run. All right, so Tony takes the lead 6-5. to five. Scraby, you got a strike. And uh, there's only five correct answers left. I don't know if you're going to get any of these guys. They're, you know, well-known enough, but they're tough to come up with for yeah, sure. Yeah, I know. I know. I know, he says. Um, Man. That one's already been said. I could give you a hint, but Tony would frown upon that. Yes, Very he would. much so. Very okay. much so. Give me, give me a couple seconds. To yeah, you got plenty of time. I don't, I don't oh, have wait, the time wait, limit wait, rule like you. Wait, 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 wait. I'm just throwing out a wide receiver that's very Go good. Go ahead. Because I don't know that this is the guy. Have at it. Marvin Harrison. Mar- Marvin Starvin Harrison. Yeah. Uh, pretty sure they gave that one to Peyton yeah, Manning. Yeah, I figured. The year the Colts mm. beat the Bears in the rain. I figured. And I think that was Marvin's only Super Bowl. It was indeed. Yeah. So that is not correct. Uh, you're down to two strikes. You're on the doorstep. Tony can... Put it almost out of reach if he gets one here. There's five correct answers remaining, Tony. We had the conversation about maybe it not being necessarily relevant or an indication of how great you were by winning a Super Bowl MVP. Right. Dion Branch comes to mind. Dion Branch. Caught ten balls against the Eagles the night that Donovan McNabb Who did threw he up pl- on the field. Who did he play for? The New England Patriots. Patriots. I don't even have it. What year was this? Never heard of Deion Branch, Scraby. No, I, I've heard of Deion Branch. It was the Eagles. Uh, I believe Bowl. it was 2004. It was the T. last came time. came back after a broken leg and was catching balls. And Deion, Deion Branch, Branch was catching game. everything. Not denying it. I just don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the last time we had back-to-back Super Bowl champs. Things Patriots are, in 03 things, things are flying already. <laughs> Well, Scraby, I got good news and bad news. The good news is if you miss this one, Tony will not be able to get another question right because the game will be over. The bad news is if you miss this one, one, the game will be over. (laughs) Uh Uh-oh. I can still get you one if you need it. You got one more, huh? Tony, uh, Scraby, there's four correct answers for you to keep the game going and keep alive your chances of back-to-back titles. I don't. Oh, that guy doesn't play wide receiver. I will tell you this. There's two running backs and two wide receivers left. I will give you that much of a hint. Give me a second. I'll give you all the time you need. I told Mm. you you should have watched those Super Bowl films that have been on NFL Network all weekend. 
Could have prepared you for this. Could have. Uh, I honestly don't even have a good guess. So I am going to say David Tyree. David Tyree. <laughs> <laughs> they should well, have given it to him, but I, he does I'm, have the most famous play in Super I believe Bowl. Believe it was history. Eli Manning. That yeah, Eli that got that. Sorry, Scrape. You can play the music. Tony wins this Hate one this today, game. and Scrabe's one-game winning streak comes to an end. That Very good, tough, though, guys. That was a tough category. It was a tough category. All you got twelve of the sixteen correct, so that's pretty impressive. Uh, Tony, you are the champ. I think you get it's to celebrate. Low, man, can you turn it up a little? Yeah, bit, I didn't please? hear anything. I didn't hear it a little bit. I don't hear anything here. <laughs> well, you don't hear anything to begin with. Sounds like dead air. Here we go. Champions dance. Heinz Ward was another one you could have had. Heinz Ward, Pittsburgh Steelers. Fred Belitnikoff. Ah, the, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, the two running backs you did not name. One was for the Redskins. No. O.J. Anderson no. from the Giants. No chance. That was on the wide right Scott Norwood Buffalo game. And a guy close and dear to my heart, Larry Zonka of the Dolphins. Oh, wait, in the uh, back in Super Bowl oh, eight, American Gladiators. We talked about um, Timmy Smith holds Timmy the Smith. record. He did not win MVP that year. Doug Williams did. Ah, that's for right. For the uh, Redskins here in San Diego, but okay. Timmy Smith was a good nevertheless. Thought. He does nevertheless, not repeat as champion. That still has yet to happen in yes. the history. Tony prevails. Just for fun, I'll give you the defensive players. See if you remember any of these. Von Miller, uh, you you, you mentioned him. Malcolm Smith of the Seahawks, the year they blew out the Broncos. Dexter Jackson, a safety for the Buccaneers in the win here against the Raiders. Ray Lewis, Larry Brown, Richard Dent representing the 85 Bears. Randy White and Harvey Martin shared the award. In Super Bowl twelve for the Cowboys, Jake Scott of the Dolphins in their perfect season, Super Bowl seven, and the only losing Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl five, a linebacker from the Dallas Cowboys named Chuck Howley, got MVP even though they lost the game. So that's how they used to do the Super Bowl MVP. I guess there's hope for Brock Purdy to win it this year. Then, Scrape, there's they hope can for give him. it to a member of the losing team. Oh, oh, I see what you're doing here. I'm, I'm just stuck in my head over here about how bad I just lost. You didn't lose that bad. You, that bad. You, well, I think you uh, I mean, performed three strikes, admirably. Three strikes to none is not bad. Performed admirably. It, it was it was a lot harder with just it was very tough. Back. How'd you guys do out there? I wouldn't have got the def- I would have had like one defender for yeah, two defenders accounting right Yeah, that's why I didn't think to include it wouldn't have been. Wouldn't have added a lot to the proceedings. All right, coming up on our proceedings is Chris versus the fans. 833-288-0973. You now can play some trivia and perhaps go to Las Vegas. Not in time for Sunday's game, but nonetheless, a trip can be yours. But you got to call into DS. The workday is coming to an end. It is 5 o'clock. I will see you all tomorrow. But Gwen and Chris are just getting started. Sports talk it is. Your hosts, Tony Quinn Jr. Now, I will say, the journey, and it was a journey, (laughs) to get to the press box is one of the the toughest journeys I've been on. And Chris Ello. He hits two home runs every game, including a glance. Excuse me. (laughs) Well, (laughs) it's going to be one of those days, huh? 
It's time to get you up to speed on all things sports. Yes! 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 With plenty of nonsense in between. Oh, look! Here comes our fearless producer! Gwen and Chris starts right now on 97.3 The Fan. Here we go into the happy hour of Gwen and Chris. Final hour of our uh, Tuesday get-together. 501 is the time. Chris, hello. Tony Gwen Jr., Matt Scraby, together in our Odyssey Palace studios. Uh, we are uh, coming up on uh, the Scraby Chronicles, which get underway at 6 o'clock. And uh, the fun thing about that show is that Scraby can say whatever he wants, and it goes unchecked by both Tony and myself. Thankfully. <laughs> Thankfully. Thankfully. That means you can be the bearer of misinformation without any oh, without any blowback. From I anyone. will I will tell everyone that I'm much more careful about what I say oh, on serious. that show because people you people out oh, there show? on the Scraby show the Scraby you're much like, more careful. Yeah, with because I, I know that if I say it. something false, on one this, of you will say something. Right. Well, uh, if you say yeah. something false on this show, we'll correct you. Right? There's exactly. no guardrails on your there's show. There's no exactly. guardrail on your show. I will say, people, you guys out there are. Uh, you know, amazingly relentless, relentless, and picky. <laughs> because I said earlier that Kawhi Leonard has a chance this year to do something incredible, which would be to be finals MVP for a third different team. And I said, man, that's just something that you don't see in the NBA. Right. And I said, well, Kareem, I think, did it for two teams. I left out LeBron James. Boy, did they let me know. Boy, did they let me know. LeBron James did it for the the uh, Cavaliers, the Heat, and the Lakers. And you know what? You're right. But I, I'm just I saying, wonder, we don't, if we miss something, you'll let us know out there. <laughs> of course, there, both no your cameras, question. please. Both your cameras. Uh, uh, I I Stupid wonder cameras. because I I've been told before because to me it sound it, it, to me sometimes I if depending on my mood I take it as like you guys stink. Sometimes you know we when stink. someone when someone tries to like correct us on Listen, something, I, oh, I, leave us alone. Yeah, but I think more people more they're often than not just want to they're, they're um, participate. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, listen, I, I I don't have a ego big enough ego to to be mad at that. I think no, I'm not either. I think ultimately, you know, we we know our we know our stuff. Yeah, we know our sports, but we don't, we're not going to catch everything. Sometimes we do miss some stuff. We don't forget some names. I know I certainly do. here's the here's the tweet that I can live without. The one that says, Chris Ola was wrong again today. <laughs> How did they keep this guy on the air? I'm like, that tweet. I'm sorry I sent that. I know. Was that your burner account? Burner account. <laughs> I mean, you're right. I am wrong sometimes. So is Tony. But I bet you, you whoever wrote that is wrong once in a while, too. You're just not wrong on the radio all the time. No. We say, I said this before, we say thousands of words each week. We're going to slip up on a few. Excuse me? <laughs> I mean, it happens. I, but, I, we, and, and the funny thing is you can say we're wrong. Neither Tony nor I nor Scraby claim to be right all the time. We right. don't claim that. Nope. So just pointing out that we're wrong. Oh, here, here's here's a chat. Here, here's a key chat. We just We also want correct information. 
Yeah, well, we try to give you correct information. Exactly. We're not I, doing it I, on purpose. I can't help it if the dog bounty hunter website said that he might have died. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never live that one down. You know, we've so. had a couple instances, you know, dog bounty hunter being the biggest one in the last couple of weeks. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on from him. Uh, coming up. Well, Tony uh, had something to say, I think. I was getting ready. Sorry. I, I, maybe I shouldn't say it, though, so I'm, let's move on. Going to leave it out? Nah. Yeah, I don't think I should. All say right, it opens okay. me up to say this then. Uh, Thursday is our Super Bowl here on the program, and I have had a couple of uh, messages come in. People that want to tune in and make sure that they do not miss Scraby's attempt to eat ten alarm Thai food, and so they're asking, when are you going to do that? I will say this without having checked with Tony first. We're going to do it as early as we can in the show. We're going to have to. Because we need to leave Scraby as much time as possible to recover once he has tried to eat the Thai 10 food. The only thing will keep us from probably going right to it is like if the Padres signed Blake Snell or something. That'll definitely keep us from going right yes, to it. That, would that take could precedence. derail the whole thing, actually. That could derail the whole thing if they signed Blake Snell. Uh, I'm going to call yeah. the Padres. <laughs> you, better, <laughs> you better get working on that, Scraby. Otherwise, yeah, make sure you're on time to the show Thursday. We've been, Chris has been giving uh, Scraby tips on how to coat his stomach. I how sent to, him an article and everything. Sent him an article. Chris so has I'm never sent me out, an email in my I'm life. looking out for you, Scrape. Looking out for you, that's all. Why, why is it that you guys... Don't remember or care about anything. <laughs> and then this is like the one thing that you guys are all about. Well, because we're just giving the listeners what they want. This That's is all. kind of like the time where Woodsy said he could hit a 90 mile per hour fastball and we had it, everybody had it all set up. Yeah, he had him. to create COVID to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of I like thought he that. said he could hit a hundo. It no, was a hundo. No, you sure? It was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he said he could hit a hundo. We were supposed we were to, to set him up at a, a batting cage to line him up I against a hundred mile per hour. They had a setup, didn't they? We we were going to go broadcast from this batting cage until COVID shut everything down. Yeah, I don't think he said a. He no, came. he said a hundo. He did. He did. Say a hundo? I'm, I'm pretty sure, sure he said a hundred. And that's ah, when that's when we called cap on that <laughs> cap. But I he never that. had to prove it one way or the other because COVID hit. And then he talked to some smart people. I think is he. I think he realized hundreds tough man. <laughs> I think I I'm coming s- from a guy over there across from me who hit one hundred four point three. I can't. I can't like say that I know exactly how he would swing because I've never seen him play baseball. But you you could foul one off. Give him stop, ten pitches. You foul one off. I would bet everything that he everything could, he wouldn't sniff it. Well. There's no way to find there out. There is. That's, that's the beauty of it. It's the, beauty the old of saying it. is 100 is my so point fast. To say, you... my, my point was that this is kind of where you got yourself into with the whole yes. tie 10. And I don't even want to go here, but unless COVID hits tomorrow, oh, you are on the uh, hook Thursday. Uh, if we want to do it, <laughs> Tony just knocked on wood. Yeah. Uh, if we want to do it and our boss, Adam, who said that he would do Bring it Bring him well, on in, too. But he has to do it in the first or second segment because he's fine. got stuff going on. We can, we can set him a nice little bowl. He can no. Get him, no. Get him We're going nice, to talk about this off the air. we get a nice little bite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> College basketball uh, tonight. The Aztecs are at Air Force, keeping track of some ranked teams in action right now. Third-ranked North Carolina is home to Clemson tonight. Should be an easy win, but... 
Tar Heels are down nine at the beginning of the second half, 43-34. Yesterday, fourth-ranked Kansas lost. Now third-ranked North Carolina could go down. I would expect both teams to move up in the rankings regardless next week. Uh, what else we got, Scraby? Well, what was Tony, Tony T's that Justin Thomas had something to say to the PGA Tour or about the yeah, PGA he, Tour? He wasn't, uh, he's not on, let's just say he's not on the same page as Rory, your guy, mm. McElroy. He said uh, there are about a handful of guys that would make the PGA life better. Outside, he said he's not in agreement that everybody should just be allowed to come back and it'd be all good. So he's still a little little burnt feelings. This on is side. why golf is so hard to watch right now because they've created their own, for lack of a better term, civil war. And everybody is on one side. It's mudslinging. It's just how can we trash the other side? Now, here's what's interesting is that Liv, I don't know if they meant to do this because I can't give them credit for it. But they just had their first tournament of the season last weekend. Really? Missed it. <laughs> Apparently, a lot of people did not miss it. But here's what's happening: Live Golf is holding. Wait, apparently, a lot of people did not miss it. Yeah, a lot of people, people watched, watched it. it. They had yeah. their highest ratings ever, yep. Tony. Really, four hundred thirty-two thousand yeah. viewers. It was I think still they may have only a, It the, was still only a third of what the Pebble Beach drew. Oh, well, so they're still I, way behind. I think they're crossing the the Rubicon. Rubicon. Thank no, you. I know where you're yeah. Going. Oh. Because of my hand signal. I I really do think that Liv finally crossed the Rubicon because they're getting more and more uh, people watching them. But here's here's where I think Liv is doing something really smart. Super Bowl is always on the same weekend as the Waste Management. And so this year, Waste Management is no different. Same weekend. But Liv is having a Las Vegas event. I'm same weekend with the Super Bowl. I'm betting against this. We should, we should, we should, uh, we should pay close attention to these numbers. Here. I will, I will, because I think being in the same city as the Super Bowl is not a win. I don't you. think that's a great idea. I, I at think all. it's a bad idea. I think it's a good idea because they, you know, what you're getting. They only play at, three rounds. You know what you're getting at um, in Arizona. Like it's a that's a that's a party. Like people yeah. know that. But the Liv wants it to be a party. Yeah. And so Justin Thomas, I can understand why he wouldn't want certain guys to come back. Like, I, I can't name anybody because I don't know, but I'll just say Brooks Kepka. <laughs> why, why Brooks? <laughs> I, I don't know. Well, mainly because Brooks talks a lot of trash. He's kind of, like, frustrating to be around. I don't want to straight up call him annoying, but there you go. <laughs> And so I can understand why certain people he doesn't want back on the tour. And I'm sure he would want Brooks back on the tour because he's a good player and it will benefit the tour. But Rory McIlroy, I think, just threw up his arms and was like, I'm done with this. I'm just going to accept it and move on. And some other guys aren't doing that. Sounds like you're a little partial to your best friend, Rory McIlroy. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, sounds like Justin Thomas, I've never been a fan of Justin Thomas for whatever reason. I don't know why. Speaking of Justin Thomas, he and Scotty Scheffler are the odds-on favorites this win to win the Waste Management Open in Phoenix, which is interesting because those guys are big names. Jordan Spieth is the third choice. But the rest of the people in the top ten, Scraby, I mentioned this to you off-air earlier, who in the world is Byung Hung An, Sun J.M., J.T. Poston, Tom Kim, Min Woo Lee, these are all not just PGA golfers. These are guys that favorites. are in the top ten of the of the uh, the balloting in terms of favorites to win this week. 
I've never heard of a single one of them, and I consider myself to be a reasonable sports fan. I will say golf in Asia has never been bigger, and they are producing a lot of great players. Yeah. And so we're going to see more You're players that from that part of the and world. Women's side. And men's and women. Women's side has already been – there's a lot of great players on the women's side. I'm going to give So the, that'll be the next group that goes over to live probably. <laughs> if they if they want to I mean if hey. they want to start a women's live, I'm sure they will and they could. We should be paying close attention. Live had their best ratings this past one. Can they sustain it, right? Yeah. This is this is It's hard for them to sustain it in my mind cuz I don't know where the CW network even is. Yeah. Like I I don't think a lot of people stumble upon it. You think they just all stumbled upon it last week? I was like, oh, well, more people. This is live. <laughs> maybe either that or I mean, look, the the uh, Pebble Beach was rained out the last. Oh, but no, no, live was over, right? Wait, when does live play? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Thursday, Friday, Saturday? I think great. it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Well, I don't know. Live, I, it's making inroads and it's not ruining golf, but it's, it's causing a lot of havoc. Right it's the now. Pre- the the premise of why they are doing what they're doing that i just hate so much and it's basically because they want to out they want to pay for the biggest golf league in the world and that's what they're doing and well, it, and greg the, norman wants to the stick it to the PGA part, tour that's the interesting part is now pga has their own backing they they don't even necessarily need and that's why i want to give the pga tour like another year to figure this out because they're bringing in american money from Arthur Blank and some other big sports owners, and they're going to allow the players to have equity in the PGA Tour. And Tony's laughing for some reason. Uh, did you see Braden's uh, tweet? Oh, gosh. Doesn't have that dog in it. <laughs> Braden doesn't even know what a dog is. Like I said at the beginning of the show, if Braden wants me to show the dog, that's kind of dirty, actually. <laughs> It was off the cut that Brock had of you uh, yelling. At him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine, good one, Braden. That's hilarious. Joe Horitz, I mean, oh, Hortiz. Sorry, Joe Hortiz. Who is this? Do we know who this is? No. He's the general manager of the Chargers. Oh, he he, he second with a he doubled down on uh, his uh, coach Jim Harbaugh at his press conference today. Hortiz said, "We are going to build a consistent winner here." We are going to bring you a trophy, Dean. We are going to get it done. I've got four boys. I've got two rings. We're getting the other two at least, and we're going to keep trying to build. Where did he come from? Ravens. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. He's got two of them. I mean, the Ravens have more. been pretty good for the past they have. 20 There's years. There's no doubt. It's, it's, a, it's weird that it took this long for uh, teams to start like kind of well, chipping away at that, but they did this offseason. That's for sure. I still yet to hear uh, Spanos comment on the hiring of Harbaugh. What is he going to say? Well, how about you know what we are, you know, we're turning a new leaf. We're turning, yeah, right. We're 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 committed to actually making sure that we get it done, and we left no stone unturned. I don't know. I mean, either that, or he could have said, well, "I want to thank the NFL for supporting me and giving the money I need to hire Jim Harbaugh." Because <laughs> that's the uh, conspiracy rumor. You know, we got a around. chat saying that there that conspiracy has been not I mean the conspiracy hasn't been confirmed, but the fact that the conspiracy is out there has been confirmed. Yes, I told you. I know. I didn't I know. just make up a conspiracy. I know. I know. All, All right. right, we'll take a time out. When we come back.
can't remember what you told me. I was like, uh-oh. Was like, and then he's right? looking towards it. I was like, oh, Tony, we have a medical emergency <laughs> happening. I swear, I swear. When I looked over him, I saw him do this. His eyes were like I in the back the of his same head. same thing. Uh, we are going to, every year, well, last two years, we've played Jim Trotter asking Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the ah. NFL, his question. And this year, Jim Trotter was not, not in attendance but someone asked it for him. <laughs> so we'll get we'll get into that when we get back here on 97.3 The Fan. Here's some traffic. Let me go ahead and get this out the way because I know we'll get a tweet about it at some point. Hey, guess what, Tony? You are wrong. <laughs> Rick Pitino, not at Iona anymore. He moved on to St. John's. Okay. So just How want to get that you. out there. No, I didn't even know that. Yeah. You All didn't right. know that? I did not. Oh, okay. did not recall that. I forgot. I'm not gonna lie. Rick I Pitino knew... has coached every school in America by now. <laughs> what, he wasn't. He didn't start out at Kentucky, did he? Uh, I doubt that was his very. Yeah. No, he was Providence. Providence. Billy Donovan played for him at Providence. That's where he kind of made this. He got him to the Final Four one year, and that kind of put him on the map. I swear I didn't do that, Scraby. I did not change my camera to it's look okay. at the wall. Okay. I don't know that that and again before somebody looks it up I don't know that that was Patino's first job. <laughs> I just know that the Providence thing put him on the map and then he went from there. Very careful right now. Uh we have to be have careful because be. you be. people are checking. I knew that was St. John's though just for the record. Good. Well, well then why didn't you say something? I'm glad you finally know something, Scrape. Oh. But but his son is the coach at New Mexico. He was also in the running when remember the whole Brian Dutcher going to Minnesota thing? Yes. They didn't they fire him and they opened up the Richard job for Tino? Yeah. I think you're right. Uh if you missed any part of our show today, no problem. You can hop back into the moments you missed with chapters on the free Odyssey app. Just download the app, Odyssey app, search for 97 through the fan, tap our show. And find your favorite moments. Now, real quick, Rick Pitino's first head coaching job, Boston University, then Providence. He was up in the eastern region So leave leave your corrections at home. (laughs) Roger Goodell, uh, Goodell, excuse me, um, was questioned once again. But it wasn't by our old friend. They actually, according to Scraby, right? Never had a conversation, right? So, yes, Jim Trotter Trotter created the stir with this uh, question about the diversity in the National Football League. And it wasn't so much about the National Football League, was it? It was about the the actual NFL office. Yeah, and offices, yeah. Yeah. Saying that there wasn't as many, um, there wasn't as many. At the time, there were no minorities. Yeah, Yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly what he said, just so I don't get the wrong thing out there. But Jim Trotter has been after this for the last two years. He got fired last year. Yeah, he's not. He basically got fired for, you know, sticking up for what he believed in, trying to do the right thing. And the NFL said, you work for us. You shouldn't be asking questions like this of us. Making us look bad. Yeah, exactly. And, And so another reporter from Kansas City, his name's Darren Smith, and he and Jim Trotter apparently did not have any communication beforehand. And so yesterday, Roger Goodell did his State of the NFL press thing. And this was one of the questions asked. I'm out of Kansas City, so I've had dreams of working for the NFL Network one day. But be that as it may, I know that you don't run the NFL media newsroom, but you do run the NFL, and they answer to you along with the 32 owners. Um, as of this press conference, the NFL media newsroom still employs zero black managers, zero black copy editors, zero full-time black employees on the news desk, and your only full-time black employee, uh, Larry Campbell, passed away over the weekend. 
Now, Mr. Trotter, Mr. Jim Trotter was not here, you know, for whatever reason. Over the last years, I've asked you why that is the case. And to believe that has more than 60 percent African-Americans that play the game. And I know that you're a man of conscience. How does knowing this sit well with you, you know, and after two years of being asked this question, why has there not been any change or any hires in that area? Well, I disagree completely with you. There hasn't been any change. I'm happy to get your data and share it with our people and make sure that we get an answer for you. I don't have all the data. I will tell you that the first time ever, 51 percent of our employees across the league, across the network, across all of our media platforms, not including players, are either people of color or women. First time ever. So progress is being made. And there are areas where we still need to work and we still need to improve, whether it's offensive assistance or maybe people in our media newsroom. We will continue to do that and make significant progress as we have. Well, first, let me give some props to Roger Goodell. He was certainly better prepared. Yes. The first time Jim Trotter asked him two years ago in 2022, he was at a loss. Chris Berman, you say stumbling, bubbling. That's what he was doing a little bit. In 2023, he was only a little bit more prepared. He had the answers this time. This time, at least he had an answer. Even though Jim Trotter is no longer there, he seemed to be ready for this one this time. Yeah, Jim Trotter, good for Jim that he's having an effect. Uh, Darren Smith said he didn't ask Jim Trotter, and can, he just wanted to raise the issue because for whatever reason Jim Trotter wasn't there. Right. This year, As he at said, the press for whatever reason, for whatever there. reason. But it doesn't change. Even Roger Goodell's answer doesn't change the fact that unless this guy Darren Smith, the uh, media guy in Kansas City, is wrong with his facts. Because he says there's no black managers, no copy editors, no full time employees. Etc. on the news desk, so that still doesn't look exactly. all that good. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Roger Goodell is a genius at spinning this particular yeah, question. I don't know if he's a genius well. based on the first time way he answered the first two times. I don't think I'm we talking about <laughs> this specific time. He's a genius because he took the attention away from the actual question, which is the NFL Network news desk, news managers, and things like and that. He said across all across the league and yeah. uh, excluding players, and so you know he he knows what he's doing, but. I, I got to give this guy, Darren Smith, a lot of credit because... He might not be let back in next Exactly. <laughs> going to have to pass it on to the next guy. Because they, they're probably going to still be having to ask this question for years and years. I mean, the NFL can say and Goodell can make the claim. Yeah. But there... And, and yes, you've gone from... let's And I'm, I don't have the number. But let's say you've gone from two you know black coaches to three. That's still not the same percentage of the players you have playing in the league. I mean... The NFL has been so slow and so blind to this for so many years that if it weren't for people like Jim Trotter and this reporter today and others before them, I, you wonder if the NFL would all. Yeah, change never comes in like big droves, right? It's 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 small. Trickles and if, in. And if you don't have people who are pressing the line all the time, that little bit of change doesn't actually ever happen. So kudos to what was my man's name? Darren Smith. Darren, Darren Smith. Smith in Kansas City. Yeah. Good Not job. Related. Not really. All right, let's, uh, let's get to break. <laughs> when we come back, our interview of the day. Brent Sebleski blessed us with some good stuff today earlier. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Hi, right, Clemson. Still trying to pull off that upset in Chapel Hill tonight. Clemson 63, North Carolina 54. About nine minutes to play. 
fourth-ranked team in the nation. Under the gun. Hopefully that will not be the case later tonight when the Aztecs rank 24th. What? Real Play quick, at Air Force. What is the really good broadcaster's name that works on Fox? He does the football games. Uh, okay. Greg Olson? No, no, not NFL. He does college. He's, he's, Gus he's, Johnson? Gus Johnson. You right? like Gus Johnson. Did, uh, he's okay. He's a bit of a parody he, he, of himself he, now. He, did you, did you, <laughs> did you hear him doing the Iowa-Maryland um, women's basketball game? I did not. <laughs> I think, if I'm not mistaken, Caitlin Clark blocked a shot, um, and he meant to. He was trying to say she got her shot blocked, but Uh-oh. he said he said the other oh, one. Oh no! And then he said her shot block. Excuse me, is what he he said. She got her bleep block, <laughs> and it said shot block. Excuse me. Oh my goodness! He did say it. <laughs> he did. Gus, I, yeah, I guess it was the most watched, one of the most watched co- women's college basketball games too. Yeah. I'm, lo- I'm loving all of that though. The, the, the fact that the women's game is just kicking butt right now, yeah, man, it's really great. And I mean, this is going to be a big season for the WNBA. I know they're trying to take advantage of all of this, but Caitlin Clark and this uh, Juju Watkins of USC. Ooh. That girl, tremendous. Right there. That's great. And wow! <laughs> Did you listen to no, that? No, oh. I went to awful announcing because they always have those things. And the media, it says, has been disabled in response to a report by the copyright owner. So they're trying to erase, erase this it. from the internet. <laughs> they don't want it on there. They huh? do not want it on there. So Gus Johnson actually did say, "Oh, he did." <laughs> I said that once, also, just once. <laughs> I mean, I can see it be- and I, I told you how I did it, didn't I? Tell you? I'm not sure. I said your dad was. Instead of two hits shy of 3,000, <laughs> I transposed them. It was during a sports update, many obviously many years ago. Oh, wow. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Just came out wrong. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I sent you uh, – or I, tw- I retweeted something that somebody put on uh, Twitter today, and I was hoping you would catch it, Tony. It was a highlight package of your dad playing point guard at San Diego State. I did not see yes. that. Yeah, look through. Did you, did you see it? it? You, you, did I didn't you send it me? to you. I just retweeted it. Um, so, you know, sorry I don't know how to. Just go to Chris's page. I'm going to have to go to his page. Go to my page. You can find But I think it was pretty. Uh, there was clips I'd never seen before. Was your dad number 24 when he played for the Aztecs? He was he okay, so that's why Aztecs put up that post the other day saying 24 just like Tony Gwynn. Because ah, I ranked 24, yeah. It's a pretty cool uh, little package. A package of about six or seven plays. Him scoring some buckets, making some passes. I, I'd never seen any of those clips before, so I retweeted it for Tony Gwynn fans everywhere. One of the facts that people always want me to tell Tony, it doesn't matter who I meet or where I go, but it's, did does anybody ever know that? Uh, Tony Gwynn was actually drafted by the Clippers, too. Hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty commonly known. Pretty commonly known. <laughs> we've we've not explored known, it a lot. What's <laughs> not known is that somebody called from the office and uh, the baseball office guy by the name of Steve Salvo, who was kind of one of the fun assistant. He wasn't an... He was kind of a recruiting guy. But anyway, he called uh, Tony's house and the soccer team and said, we've drafted you as well. <laughs> <laughs> trying to trying to be funny. Trying to make it a three-team parlay. That's hilarious. All right, let's get to some traffic. Today's interview was, I mean, this guy's so good. Brent Sebleski of Bleacher Report. If you've heard him before, you know you're about, you're about to be much more knowledgeable about the Super Bowl and the NFL. Now let's get to our NFL guest. Brett Sibleski joins us. <laughs> Bleacher Report. Brett, Brett, welcome to the show. How are you? 
I'm doing well. Had a nice sunny week in Alabama last week for the Senior Bowl. Now here comes the Super Bowl. Gentlemen, this is the best time of the year. Yeah, we, yeah. we know you are very fond of this time of year. And uh, kudos to you for getting some sunshine in Alabama because we're getting none of it right now here in California. <laughs> uh, but let's talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. We are finally getting closer and closer. We're less than a week away. Um, let's start with Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he he's six straight AFC championship games. Um, he's going to another Super Bowl. He's already won two of these. I mean, at this point, has there been anybody in their first, what, seven, eight years of his career had a better seven or eight than he has to start his career? That's a great way to frame it because I think when you look at the argument, and I've seen it online, and I think it's a great way to look at it overall. When you are discussing greatest of all time, you're looking for at one length of career, Mm -hmm. right? When we're talking about that, it's obviously Tom Brady. Are you looking at peak? Who is the best at their very best? And at this juncture, it's difficult to argue anyone against Patrick Mahomes and what he has done. And I think it's really interesting because those two careers overlap, right? And so you get this delineation point where Tom Brady was the end of what we would essentially look at as the old guard. And then you have... Mahomes, who has revolutionized the way we look at the position today. And I think that's an important part of the conversation because with Patrick Mahomes, it's not just about winning and it's not just about doing it the right way and putting up huge numbers. He legitimately has morphed what we've looked at at the quarterback position and changed it completely. How much importance we place on the emphasis with disassociation from upper body, lower body, being able to throw from multiple arm angles, how to work outside of structure, how to work from uh, through your second and third windows and create plays. And that's what we is now the standard. So that, to me, is really the indication of what we see with Mahomes at his peak is probably the best ever with the opportunity to become the actual greatest of all time. Brent, you know, when I look at this game and I look at Mahomes, I mean, I try to figure out a way to beat him. I mean, I you know, I mean, you, if you're going to pick the 49ers to win, then you got to figure out a way that they can beat Patrick Mahomes. And I'm going through, you know, his playoff log, and I mean, it's unbelievable. He's 14 and three. Two of the losses were to Tom Brady. One was to Joe Burrow and the Bengals. But when the Chiefs don't drop the football, at least looking back on this season, it seems like they're almost impossible to stop unless you can get a pass rush on him. And when I go back to the Tampa Bay mm-hmm. Super Bowl that they got blitzed by the Bucks. Tampa Bay terrorized him. They they tore up Kansas City's offensive line, and he couldn't do anything, and no quarterback can under those circumstances. It's the same way Brady used to lose once in a a blue moon. You know, when the Giants could get to him with a four-man rush, they were able to beat him in two Super Bowls. So the question is, can the 49ers do something like that to Mahomes? I do believe so, and... You know, before coming on the show, I still wasn't sure who I wanted to pick for this game. You know, Bleach Report, we have yet to sit down and put and, and enter our selections for this game, who we're picking as, you know, through multiple different analysts that work for the company. And I was kind of just agonizing over it to a degree because I agree with you. And I even wrote it last week when they were facing uh, the Baltimore Ravens. It's like, how do you bet against Patrick Mahomes, yeah. right? How do you do that? Then you have to start thinking logically on where those potential holes may be. You mentioned one, and rightly so. Again, you get that correlation between Brady and the Buccaneers and the way they attacked 
uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And what we saw at that time was the Chiefs didn't have enough talent in the trenches to protect Patrick Mahomes. And if you guys remember going into that offseason, they completely revamped their offensive line. Like four-fifths of their starting offensive line changed that offseason with multiple investments, not only in free agency, but also through the draft. And that's where they got guys like Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith who have been absolutely spectacular. With that said, I think one of the major keys in this in this contest is the fact that Joe Tooney is almost certainly out, and he is their best offensive lineman. And so what, because of that pectoral injury, now the San Francisco 49ers, you're going to attack that interior. You may not attack necessarily Creed Humphrey or, or Trey Smith, but you got have guys like Eric Armstead and Javon Hargrave who can create pressure to collapse the pocket. And the weakness for Kansas City's protection tends to be the offensive tackles. So if you can collapse the pocket, now you have Bosa, right? You have Chase Young screaming off the edges that can make life difficult for Patrick Mahomes. And that, to me, is really one of the two major matchups, I think, that will define this game, the other being San Francisco's run game. Brett Sobleski joins us here. Bleacher Report here on Gwen and Chris, 245 on the clock. And, Brent, one of the things that – I want to move away from the Super Bowl for a sec because – I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like there's been a lot more conversation about coordinators this off season uh, than I can remember. Um, like headlining uh, some of these in some of these <laughs> situations. I want to start with the Commanders' new offensive coordinator, Cliff Kingsbury. They move. Uh, who was with? The, who had agreed? Seemed like he agreed to be the Raiders' offensive coordinator. That didn't end up working out. What's been your take on a lot of the movement with the coordinators this offseason? Well, I think a lot of it is regurgitation of what we've already seen, right? (laughs) In a lot of instances, these are coordinators that were coordinators elsewhere that either through a failed head coach or failed system no longer had a job and just moved to another one. So it's a bit of rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic Mm. when it comes to some of these positions. And you have someone like Cliff Kingsbury who obviously was – head coach with the Arizona Cardinals, but he was also the play caller and, and ultimately failed in both duties and was found uh, wanting and Arizona moved on. See, the thing that's interesting to me with Cliff Kingsbury, and it was interesting not just with Washington, but also when we originally had the reports of him going to Las Vegas, his plight seems very simple to me. He is trying to position himself in the best way possible to become an NFL head coach again, right? That is the way that we feel that he's going to really set himself up that's why you would go to the Oakland Raiders where you had control of the offense without Antonio Pierce really in- interfering. And it seems applicable now that he's in Washington. Here's mm. the big difference. Washington owns a second overall yeah. draft pick, and that gets you a franchise – well, a quote-unquote quote, quote franchise quarterback in this year's NFL draft, whereas the Raiders are outside of the top ten. So that's a major difference. And if you have – aspirations of being there one or two years and moving on and hopefully uh, obtaining another head coaching position, which clearly seems the plight here, then you want to work with with the most talented quarterback you possibly can. And that's why uh, those negotiations, quote unquote, fell apart at the last minute. (laughs) But overall, it probably helps to have a guy that he just finished working pretty close with in Caleb Williams around that area somewhere. Yeah, it's it's fascinating because, uh, you know, uh, guys, you, you know, I work with the Bleach Sports Scouting Department. Uh, we study the draft year-round. We have multiple guys on staff that breaks down time. We don't even have Caleb as QB1, um, and we don't have uh, either quarterback as the number one overall prospect. So while, yes, we have them rated as top five talents, 
we're treating him in a manner that's odd to me in certain ways. Like mm. Kingsbury has to get Caleb Williams. He's this quote unquote top end talent. I don't see it in the same way. I think he would be just as uh, just as preferable to land someone like Drake or excuse, yeah, Drake May or even Jaden Daniels, and they would be well off, very talented kids. And I understand that there's the history there between those two, and the fit would be fantastic. So I can't argue that. But I don't think that's the that's the only end game for yeah. Washington here. That they they have the opportunity just to stand pat and see which one's available to them, or if they prefer one. Right, why don't you flip with Chicago and, and give Chicago a little something right. on the side so that they can get their quarterback still and add an asset. Brent Sabluski from Bleacher Report. The one thing I was so impressed with you, Brent, and I always am, but you, you previewed the championship games, and the one thing you told uh, Tony and I was that the Detroit Lions had the best offensive line of any of the teams left in the postseason, and they went out and proved it yeah, against the 49ers. And, and I know it didn't win them the game, but they really controlled the line of scrimmage. Now I want to know, can the 49ers offensive line give them the running game they're going to need to keep Mahomes off the field, keep you know Brock Purdy upright back there, and let him do what he does? I mean, this notion that this guy's a game manager, I guess there's some people still hanging on to that theory. But he <laughs> seems to be proving you know, week in, week out, if you give the guy some time, he's got the weapons. 49ers are going to score some points, even against a really good KC defense. Well, let me squash something real quick. Every quarterback's a game manager if, if the play caller is doing his job correctly, right? You're operating within the offensive scheme as designed for you. So that's the whole point of playing the position. I think it's totally overblown when we look at Brock Purdy. Now, what I think is a bigger question is the experience comparatively when you're going against a Patrick Mahomes and being in, at this stage and he's only in his second year and not fully mentioned, we mentioned before that with they missed most of the off season with that elbow injury. So I think that's a legitimate question, not necessarily whether he does has the talent or if he's just a game manager to me, that's all overblown. Now I did allude to this earlier that the second part of why I think San Francisco has a legitimate chance is in this contest is their run game. And I'm not going to take credit for this, that I believe it was Mina Kimes that threw it out there today. So I fully kudos to her and uh, the research department over on the ESPN side of things. But when you look at the one statistic that blew my mind is obviously the San Francisco 49ers are the number one zone rushing team in the NFL. That's that, that goes without saying it's the Shanahan offense. It's been that way since the mid nineties <laughs> since Mike Shanahan developed the system. Now, with that said, here's the important part. Kansas City's 31st in the NFL defending zone runs, okay? So when you have that offensive line as it's currently constructed, plus you will start adding ancillary pieces like George Kittle blocking on the edges, if San Francisco finds themselves in a position where they can get up early, if, if that means taking the ball by winning the coin flip and establishing that run to get points so you're not chasing Patrick Mahomes, that's when you are at a specific advantage over the Chiefs, even though the Chiefs have the number two rated defense overall, because they are weak in that specific area against zone, uh, zone rushing attack, against uh, when they're playing base defense, against when you have 12 personnel out there with multiple tight ends. And so that's where San Francisco's strengths are, and you start factoring Christian McCaffrey and just how naturally gifted he is. So, to me, and I feel like I'm talking myself into the 49ers you as we're are. having this conversation. <laughs> <Smiling over there. laughs> 
Uh, I, you you brought him up, Brent, about Christian McCaffrey, and and for this this may seem crazy, but bear with me here. He seems to be less talked about now that he's in San Francisco than he was in Carolina. And I don't know if that's because we're every week we're talking about Brock Purdy and if he's a game manager or not or what the, the sense is, but Christian McCaffrey is the most important player, I think, on the San Francisco 49ers. And I would assume it's going to have to have a big day in order for the, for the 49ers to win this game. I agree 100%. <clears throat> Excuse me, I apologize. Um, the stat that kind of just blows my mind this year is I know obviously running backs as a whole have been devalued and I understand the game is now a pass first NFL. That's the way we look at it. It's the way it's played. That's what we want. We want scores, you know, high flying offenses, but still the fact that Christian McCaffrey was the only running back in the NFL, the only running back in the NFL to run for more than 1200 yards this year is flabbergasting. I mean, guys, I know you're 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 a little older like me. You remember <laughs> all the two thousand yard backs and you know Barry and Terrell Davis yeah. and all those guys. But not not on, even going back further with when those workhorses like Eric Dickerson and Marcus Allen. And now we have one, only one in the NFL. And what makes McCaffrey truly special is not only is he that the best pure runner in the NFL, but he's also one of the best. He's arguably the best receiver out of the yeah. backfield. Yeah. So you can use him in such a manner to vary the offense in a way to where he is totally dynamic, but also complementary to everything they have on offense, whether we're talking about George Kittle as a primary weapon, as a receiver, and not just as an, a, a, blocker, a blocker at the end of the line of scrimmage. You have Brandon Ayuk, Ayuk who, him and Debo Samuel, who are so dynamic with the ball in their hands that you can use them in a multitude of different ways, not just as receivers, but on motion uh, uh, jet sweeps and things of the like and screens. So to me, Kyle Shanahan being able to have that ball early and getting up early will be the absolute critical key to what San Francisco does through the entire contest. And it will rely on Christian McCaffrey being the focal point. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Well, Brent, we're we're looking forward to it. Can't wait for Super Bowl Sunday. That was a nice try. You almost got me leaning to the 49ers, but (laughs) you know, hey, hey. We we all know when you're betting out there, logic never actually applies. So just do the opposite of what I say. <laughs> I don't Fair know enough. about that, man. You're pretty smart. You, so you we'll definitely see. got us leaning a little bit. Yeah. We appreciate your time, though, Brent. Thank you, man. Thanks, Brent. Enjoy the game. Uh, you got, I hope everyone else out there listening enjoys as well. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Clemson 72, North Carolina 73 minutes left. Aztecs Air Force later. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about it. Thanks to Brett Sobleski for joining us. Scraby, coming up with the Chronicles next. Stick around for that. For Tony, Chris, have a good Tuesday night. Stay uh, dry as best you can. Be safe. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.